Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Oh, it's number 117. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. I'm still juiced from the Monday Night Football game this week. Oh, man. <laughs> jacked. Oh, I woke up jacked. What's sleep jacked? I woke up jacked. <laughs> oh, that, that game was something else, man. Oh, if you listen to us on the day, happy Thanksgiving, because we be Thanksgiving show. We're probably one of the only podcasts giving you material on Thanksgiving. Let's take that. One billion other podcasts. Because even though we don't talk about any sports outside of the sports in America, we, we realize we have a global audience, and not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. Yeah. A global Shut audience the fuck of, up. A global audience of two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. And I can both now I want the fucking turkey legs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Why don't you shut the fuck up, period, man? At least you got fucking someone to cook you goddamn fucking Thanksgiving dinner. I know. I'm going to be sitting here trying to find a goddamn restaurant open so I can eat a fucking hamburger or something. It ain't shit. You know what, Rich? For all of that, you owe me 25 G's, sir. What the fuck? How do we get there? Well, that's the going rate for telling somebody to shut the fuck up, ain't it? Oh, that's right. Kevin Durant. No, no, that's only if you play in the NBA. Yeah. Hold on a sec. I, I, th- I think the going rate here in Detroit is, uh, hold on. There's your quarter. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I if, if this, is, this is the NFL. Kevin Durant would probably be suspended for, like, what, four games? Oh, Roger Goodell would be meeting with his mama and his granny and <laughs> his, baby, his baby's mama and... Uh, a bar of soap in the kitchen sink. You know, should his career be over with? I don't know. <laughs> he he used the four letter F word. Wait, did did he did he was the person he told to shut the fuck up? Uh, were they uh, uh, a person of color, female, gay? Because I mean, that could ruin his career. Time's up on Kevin Durant. Just play in San Francisco. So what are, what are the details on this? Does anybody know? I just know he told someone to shut the fuck up, but now he's got to pay twenty five k. I mean, is that the story? We didn't no. The main the main story is is Kevin Durant's time in Golden State is done. Well, he got his two championships. Right, right, and it's over. Uh, the fight with you know Draymond Green that cost Draymond Green a game. Uh, there's been reports filed uh, from the team that says they weren't all on board with recruiting him in the uh, upcoming free agency market. And now he's telling fans to shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're pretty much done. And all LeBron. signs that. LeBron's yeah, all down signs, in LA going, son of a bitch. No, actually, all, all signs are pointing that he's going to LA. Oh, we're making LA great again. Well, absolutely. He's waiting for a second star, superstar, and uh, there it is. A lot of people are saying that there's not a better one than Kevin Durant. So, KG and the King running LA. KG and the King. That sounds like a morning show. KD and the King. KD and the King. Oh, that's right. KG retired. The King and the Duck. <laughs> the movie sucked. Oh, 
Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I just I saw something that caught my eye in the article. Kevin Durant has once again found himself in a strange bit of Twitter drama. I didn't know this about the man. Apparently, he has Twitter burner accounts that he uses to talk shit to people and talk shit about his own organization that he's in. That makes me like him more. Yeah, according to this Yahoo article, uh, from torching teammates with burner accounts to taking on fans directly on Instagram, Durant makes himself an easy target for hecklers. Then it goes on to show how he lashed out. Basically, watch the fucking game, shut the fuck up, is what he said. Cost him 25 grand. Uh, like, I don't understand see. why he feels the need to talk shit to fans. Especially with Instagram. I'll just wake up and film everything I do in my house from the time <laughs> I wake up. I'll just film my day. Like, here's the ultimate talking shit. Look where I wake up. Look where I live. Look where I drive. Look where my job is. Just, I just post the uh, Dave Chappelle fucking ballers. Yeah, satire like, like cracking open dinosaur eggs. That's been a while. You know, yeah, just, yeah. That, that's my life. Yeah, <laughs> talk all the shit you want. You know, person in you know from social media in fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania. You talk all the mad shit you want. That's how Kevin Durant is living. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact that he went over and told a fan this pretty much shows that he let that fan get in his head. Soft. So that is... 2018 word of the year. Soft. That is... Uh, it's, not, it's not really a good thing to be putting out there if you're a professional athlete because it's not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. Worse. Not worse. Worse. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, the, the Warriors are in the midst of a what one and four stretch. So, well, I happen to have the the NBA standings in front of me. That's kind of because when I'm ready to say Lakers suck, well, you're going to tell me that they can make the playoffs. Well, the Warriors are still in first place. They still have a. They still won two thirds of the games they've played this season. They're doing all right. No, I I understand, but I'm just saying, like maybe. He gets rattled by that one and four stretch, and everyone else is like, uh, "Dude, yeah, you understand that this team isn't full of motherfuckers that like have holes in their hands and their feet because they climb down off crosses, right? Like we're still human. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there's plenty of teams in the East sitting at the bottom of the fucking standings who would love to have the Warriors record and would love to live through a one and four stretch and that be the worst losing streak of the season for him so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't have a problem personally with if the fans are going to give it to the athletes, the athletes giving it back to the fans. I really don't. And I, but at I mean, the same time, you'd think at this point, you have would have you develop like a, a thick skin to this kind of stuff. Though, I mean, you play eighty two games a year; they're not all at home. You know, you got fans yelling shit at you all the time. Plus, two, this ain't your first day. Social media didn't just show up; it's been around for a while. Like, I, I'm kind of like, 
Well, I don't know. Like, I'm with you, question. Richard. Like, I kind of don't know how to feel about this because I could go both but, ways well, on it. I, I know the answer from Rich because I was there. But let me ask you this question, Chris. Put it in your realm. If you're playing music, right, and you're playing a bunch of shows, but there's this one fan that no matter where you go always heckles you, talks shit about how you play, Talk shit about how your band sounds. Hey, you paid to get in. You paid cover at each one of these places. The joke's on you. That's how I would right, feel. No. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> That's how I'd feel. You ask how I'd feel. Like, great. That's annoying. But, dude, you paid to get in. You, your jokes, like, it, I'd feel like it's like the motherfuckers who were burning their Nikes or smashing their Keurigs. Like, great. You're 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 paying cover to follow me around and talk shit to me. Cool. You know, like, good for you. See, the only thing I can really compare it to that I've been through was I had I had, had some gear stolen, and I got the insurance check, but I hadn't fully replaced everything. So I hadn't gotten a new pedal board. And for people who don't know what I'm talking about, a pedal board is, you know, when you're a guitar player, you have effects pedals. A pedal board is something that keeps them organized, stable, all in one spot. You usually unzip comes in a, in a bag, you unzip it, you lift the aluminum board up, put it on the ground, plug in one end, plug in the other, and you're good to go. I didn't have that yet. I hadn't replaced my old pedal board, so I had just pedals on the stage. And for whatever reason, the owner of the bar we were playing decided to have an open micer, no one knew who the fuck he was, stand-up comic come on between fucking sets. And I was trying to break down my pedals and get them put away, and he just... He's on stage telling jokes, and he stepped on one of my pedals, and I kind of was like, hey, man, look out. And he, he looked down at me, mic in hand, said something, which I didn't catch, and then kicked my pedals out of the way. Oh. And I was like, oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yeah, that might not have gone well. That so I finished be. packing up, and I, and I hopped off stage, and then I just fucking lit into him for a good fucking three, four minutes and basically walked the fuck out and was like, you know, you're a fucking hack, and uh, you know this and that. And he's like, "I hope you die." I'm like, "Well, if I die, I won't be on stage like you're doing right now." So you have a good fucking day. Yeah, that's and, that's and I, exactly how to play that. I just sat in the audience and heckled the fuck out of him. So after I said that, and the crowd was like, "Oh shit!" Ooh, and all that. I just went out and got a cigarette, and that was the end of it. He scurried on out of the club. Didn't even see him after that. But I mean, it's like I felt I was. I understand accidentally stepping on him, dude. I get it. You're nervous. You're on stage. People are staring at you. You might not be completely aware of your surroundings, but, you know, it, it, just because someone says, hey, man, look out. And I didn't say, like, hey, motherfucker, or anything like that. I was just like, hey, man, look out. You know, the response isn't to look down, look me dead in the eye, and then kick fucking, you know, $600 worth of pedals across the stage. See, the other part of me says I would have, like, jumped up and knocked the microphone out of his hand. Like, there, now we're even... <laughs> You know, part of me was like, man, Rick's hurting. He needs some help. And the other part of me was like, but the ghetto side was like, yo, stomp this motherfucker out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, no, but I wouldn't no, like, I mean, I hit it. I just knocked the mic out of saying Like, yo, you fuck with my gear? I fucked with your gear. Now we're even. Like, because I'm an asshole like that sometimes. Right. So now you understand Kevin Durant just going over and going, shut the fuck up and watch the game. But see, here's the thing. Like, I... If you're going to give it as a fan, aren't you expecting to get it back? 
isn't that the fun of it? I mean, it, remember the whole Reggie Miller, Spike Lee, back and forth in the nineties. Fuck Reggie Miller. Remember Meta World Peace, running into the stands and shit. Dude, that was Ronald Artest. That was same Meta guy. Same guy. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it didn't escalate. You're talking about a situation that escalated completely ridiculous because a fan completely overstepped their bounds and started throwing shit at a fucking player on a court. I'm talking about just war of words back and forth. And Reggie Miller clearly cleaned Spike Lee's clock because Spike Lee had when when he did the when when he did the choking sign to him, Spike Lee had to go, Oh uh, yeah, and after that he grabbed his dick and my and my wife was sitting next to me and I took it as a personal insult. Uh, you don't do that when a man's wife's sitting there. She's a lady. She doesn't need to see that. Motherfucker, she's married to you and your Spike Lee. You got sex scenes in every film you're in. Or you direct. She, a grown man, you know, grabbing his sack and looking you dead in the eye and making a choking sign. If if she's offended by that, then it, she's soft. Okay, I mean he he took the he took the chicken shit like ladies are soft well, by nature, Rich. Well, he took the chicken. Well, actually, no, because in the, in the thirty for thirty, she said I was sitting there wishing that Spike would shut the fuck up, it, because all he was doing was pissing Reggie Miller off, and Reggie Miller went out there and completely fucking destroyed the Knicks. Where's Kevin Durant when you need him? Shut the fuck up and watch the game, Spike. Pretty much. I mean, I think Kevin Durant's biggest sin is not having a wittier, wittier comeback than that. I mean, basically, if if you're talking to someone like that, you're you're counting on your physical presence to be imposing enough to scare the person. And it's like, yeah, okay, I didn't see what the guy looked like, but he's some dorky fucking dude sitting, you know, you know, uh, uh, courtside. He's probably not some big tough guy. If it was Chuck Liddell sitting there, I highly doubt he'd have walked over and ran his fucking mouth like that. He's talking no <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? He'd have turned around and go tell him to shut the fuck up and been like, I am so sorry you're not having a good time at the game, Mr. Liddell. <laughs> Anything I can do for you? Would you like another beer, Mr. Dunk Liddell? is dedicated to you, sir. Yeah. No, I think the biggest part of the, the whole picture is... Uh, there's trouble in Titletown, and it looks like it's actually going to not be the dynasty everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, 12 and 6. Yep. Well, no, no, it's no, trouble, no. Not just, not, just, not just 12 and 6. Uh, Clay Thompson has been talking, has had things going on where he might not stay. He wants to go get paid. Now Kevin Durant's feeling that way. Draymond Green is all pissed off. Well, before you, like, before, wait, hold on. I, hold need, on. I had him last year for the, last week for the Patriots. Hold on, go go ahead, Rich. Before you jump on Earl shit, let's stop for a second. Think about the last couple seasons when we've talked about the Warriors. We've talked about right now. They're all working towards a common goal. Once they once. It becomes like, okay, we've all got our championship rings. The worst thing that can happen for the Warriors is if egos and greed rise to the surface. Getting paid and getting your ego stroke starts to become more important than winning that next championship. We talked about that. 
So every concern that, that, that you're bringing up, Earl, to me is a valid concern because we kind of said, you know, this this would be the thing that could tear a team, a super team like this apart. Yeah, it was, who's going to beat Golden State? Golden State. That's me. Exactly. I mean, because and, it, it didn't matter who the super team was, and it's been proven. It didn't matter who was on what team. Where LeBron was, where Carmelo Anthony is, you know, where CP3 is, Paul George, it didn't matter. The the Warriors beat every single person. And now it's just looking like it could be coming to an end. If they don't get their ducks in a row and everybody, you know, start singing Kumbaya again, well. Well, I mean, that's... I. I would file it under a bold prediction at this point because, <laughs> yeah. as, as Chris has pointed out, their record is fucking intimidating to the rest of the league. However, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, it, that yeah, egos and, and the desire to, to make, make your money, boo-boo, could be a fucking right. issue here. And, and it's not so much this season. They still probably will win a championship this season. Just because they're all still there. I'm talking about at the end of this season, it's not looking good. And the problems that are starting this early, you know, I, I just, it, it makes me wonder. The reason Golden State is so good right now and so hard to beat is because the number of all-stars on this team. I mean, just flat-out Hall of Famers. You well, know, you can, you can guard the three-point line with, with the Splash Brothers and they're going to go inside to Draymond Green, you know, uh, Cousins, uh, Kevin Durant on, on the perimeter shots. Uh, what do you do? You know, Steph Curry sits down. You got Livingston coming in. I could do this all day. But that's my point. That's why Golden State is so hard to freaking beat. You can't guard just their two or three stars and shut them down. You can't wait till somebody gets subbed out and gets tired and the person off the bench comes in and and start trying to catch back up because the people on the bench are ex- just you know, damn near as good as the people that started. Well, to me, the bigger the bigger issue is, or the more con- the most concerning issue is, Durant's already shown that he's willing to uh, apparently get burner accounts to rip his own teammates. He's thin-skinned, and he's already had a run-in of some sort with Draymond Green. And that's the type of shit that'll, that'll split a team in half. I mean, what's the best-case scenario? The whole team turns on Durant? They could just trade him. That's what I'm saying. Like, to the point, it gets to the point where the front office is like, okay, well, the whole team hates you, dude, so you got to go. Sorry. That Glad would suck because that would end the run this year. And I'm hoping that it doesn't end at all. But you do remember they won championships before Kevin Durant, correctly? I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. But they, they've traded some of those players, though, when they got Kevin Durant. Yeah, but just to, this is starting in with Durant. I'm sure, I'm sure they're not going to get a bag of basketballs for Kevin Durant if they trade him. Yeah, and that's what we said about Khalil Mack, too, right? We're not talking about cool. the NFL. We're talking about all the I'm NBA. Saying, all I'm saying is, is somebody to Kevin Durant's caliber would be Khalil Mack, and he got not even a, a bag of footballs. It was like a couple of footballs. Yeah, but Khalil Mack came with zero 
championships. Kevin Durant comes with two championships. If you're going to still continue to talk about football, even though we're talking about basketball. Just saying. It happens. Kevin Durant has won two cha- championships recently. I, you're right. And if he keeps, if it looks like he's going to keep them from winning number three, they will give him away for the rack that holds the basketballs. Oh, that's not smart business sense. But anyway. Yeah. But I mean, still, I getting back to what I was saying initially, I I don't see a problem with if the fans want to give it to the players, the players giving it back as long as it doesn't cross the line of Metal World Peace. Yeah, it doesn't turn into you know, players that and fans playing hands, playing hands on t-shirts. Let's just turn to meet me in the parking lot, bitch. Meet by the bike rack after practice. I, mean, I, I guess there yeah. is always. I guess there is always that risk. But I mean, let's be honest. If you're a fan and you've been talking shit to a professional athlete, and you're some fat, out of shape, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you're probably gonna you know waddle your fat ass out of the fucking arena real quick before he can get showered and changed. The worst (laughs) in shape professional athlete is probably more in shape than the most in shape non professional athlete. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. We uh, Earl and I have a friend who used to walk around talking about, I beat the shit out of Joey Harrington, and I used to just laugh and laugh. And I'm like, why? Because he, he's a pussy. I'm like, he's also a professional athlete who has muscle where you don't even have flab. Okay? All right? He has trained almost every day of his life since junior high, I guarantee you. When's the last time you ran that didn't involve a bag of drugs on the other end, or a gun being pointed at you. All right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, please, spare me your tough guy bullshit. It's the same friend that, that was talking about Roger in, in 2002 when we went to go see a, a Tigers-Yankees game. Talking about Roger Clemens ain't got shit no more. I could hit a home run off Roger Clemens. I bet you wouldn't we, even <laughs> see the ball. We sat, we sat three rows right behind third base. And he saw Clemens warming up and turned and looked at me and said, actually, no, I, I don't even think I'd make contact. I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Talk all day, popping that good shit when we're sitting there walking into the place. You see, you see him warming up. That's not even him at game velocity. Yeah. He's, he's, he's working up to it, and you're like, oh, I'm good. I think like, I might have told the story before. Not, my dad was in Knights Columbus and was in the Clown Corps and they went. They used to like do shit at Tiger Games back in the 70s or whatever. And he, he said he was fucking around and stepped up to, to home plate and I forget, who, I, I forget who the pitcher was that he said it was. But he said, yeah, I figured whatever. This guy, he said he didn't even see it. He said he didn't even see the fucking ball when the pitcher served it to him. Like, that's, oh, I believe it. That's how I think it would go. Like if if if, if your Roger Clemens served it up to your boy, or any, or, the, or the worst pitcher in professional baseball pitched to any of us, I don't even, we wouldn't even see it. Well, not only that, but when you're sitting that close to the field, and you're watching a pitcher warm up, and you're hearing that catcher's mitt pop like it is, yeah, and it's that close. It's not like you're you know it's not like you're up in the nosebleeds in the skyline seats. No, no, you're hearing it pop, and your hand is throbbing from the sound of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like sympathy. It's like sympathy pains when your wife's pregnant. You know, it's like, oh shit. I mean, 
I remember as a catcher when we had a pitcher who could throw hard as fucking Little League. I used to pray that he would give me his two hardest, like two, three hardest pitches first. That way my hand would just go numb. Yeah. In the glove. And then that way I'm like, okay, I, I don't have to worry about like, ah, God damn it. Because you can't show that it, you know, it hurt because then you're a pussy. So you got to, you know. Well, like, just, dude, just seriously, just drill that motherfucker in here and numb my hand for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to feel anything until tomorrow, okay? Just... Disconcerting of catchers just sitting there. Ow! Every pitch. Ah! <laughs> Toss it back. Exactly. Um, I don't know, Rich. I, I think there there's the side of, you know, if you're going to give it, you might as well, you know, expect to get it. But I also think they're professionals. You know, we've, we've said that since we started talking about it. They're pros. Well, you're just saying it, Rich. That hand toughens up after a while, right? You hear it, you know, you hear it so much. Like I said, 82 games a year, they're not all at home. You're going to hear some shit talk to you. I would think so. And I would think probably you would get to the point where you're like, eh, unless they come up with a real good one. Which I've seen one time. I've seen one time. It was, uh, I can't remember. It was an Orioles outfielder. I was at a Tigers game. And there was a dude maybe like, I don't know, three, four rows behind me with the loudest voice I've ever heard at a fucking sporting event. And it cut through like a knife, like the chatter that goes on. There's just like the, the murmur of, of, you know, in between innings and shit when they're just, you know, tossing the ball in the outfield and shit. And he was just giving it giving it to this outfielder and finally he said something i, I god i wish i could remember i'm i might have been overserved. i'll just put it that way it's possible. and yeah it's, it's quite a possibility uh and and he said something and it was so fucking funny that the orioles outfielder turned around grinned and, and like nodded at him like okay that was a good one all right i'll give it to you <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. You know, what I'm like that's a dude. Look, he didn't want to show him that he was getting the best of him. But when he when he got off a good one, he was like, you know what, dude? All right, credit where credit's due. I yes, we do hear you. We just ignore you. But that was a good one. All right, you got me. And it was uh, the dude's the dude's biggest sin after that was trying to top it. And after a while, we started heckling him. Like, sit down, shut up. You should have quit while you were ahead. You know, like that type shit. So. Well, I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not advocating like some Ty Cobb, you know, Ty Domi type shit. Speaking of, why the fuck is oh, athletes named Ty so fucking violent and high strung? They want to go in the stands and beat people's asses. <laughs> but, why are you so angry? You're always arguing. Remind me of Anthony Mason. His name is Ty. <laughs> I guess aggression's built up. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It is what it is, man. I mean, it, it's. I get what you're saying, Earl. They're professionals, but at the same time, isn't we? Need, I, I think sometimes, especially the the bigger the sports fan, or the more money you put out in the game, whichever may apply to you, uh, the more the, the that takes you out of the mindset of ultimately this is entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun to watch. A lot of the fun's in winning. Some of the fun is in getting your ass beat. Knowing that, you know, okay, all right. All right, Sparty. You won this year, but I'll see you next year. We'll see who gets to talk shit for a year. 
You know what I'm saying? That's part of the fun, too. I mean, shit-talking is, I mean, Satchel Page. you know, now this is, I don't know if this is, according to his fellow Negro League players, this is an this is absolutely true story. When they would go barnstorming across the country in the offseason and play major league teams, Satchel Page used to turn around and look at everybody playing in the field and go, everybody have a seat, because this fool, I'm going I'm to strike him out with three pitches. He ain't even going to make contact. And they'd do it. He'd, they'd sit down in the infield and the outfield, and he'd strike the guy out on three pitches. Damn. Now, That's obviously, awesome. you know, barnstorming in those days was essentially just, a, you know, a glorified exhibition game. So you can, it's not like the World Series was on the line. But, I mean, if you saw that, even if you saw that in, like, a spring training game, that would be this, anytime anyone brought up spring training, that would be your go-to story to tell. I was at this game where this happened. And isn't that the point? Like, to have fun? It is just sports. I mean, after all. Right, but you're talking about a, a player talking to a player and about yeah, a player. You know, yeah, I'm but, talking but he about was, fans and, and players. You know, the fans can say what they want. A professional's supposed to go, uh-huh, turn around and embarrass the fuck out of the team, their their team, not sit there and, and yell obscenities to the fan in the stands. And how many times have we watched a football game where the home team's fans are just giving it to, you know, the visiting team, and a visiting team makes a big play, and the player who made the big play comes running over to the sideline, pulls his helmet off, looks at the crowd, and goes, shh, that's right. Everybody sit down and shut up. You ain't got right. nothing to cheer about now. Right. That's gamesmanship. I mean, I don't find anything wrong with that, but especially when you do it to Philly fans because <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> then you got to start looking for oh. batteries. <laughs> yeah, looking at you, John Rocker. Uh, no, yeah, just uh, yeah, you, you shut them down with your play. You don't walk over to them and go, "Let's shut the fuck up and watch the game." Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it'd have been a little bit like more smooth if he went over to the fan and goes, "Hey, can I get your uh, phone number? Because I'm gonna text you a picture of my championship ring when the game's over. Enjoy the rest of the game." And walked off. Yeah, like that, I, I, if he'd have ran up and like did a spectacular dunk and then walked over and looked at him and did the ear listening thing. That would have been way better. No, I got you. I mean, and so ultimately what we're saying is Kevin Durant can't talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's shit at talking shit. Yeah. It's not creative. <laughs> I mean, you know, he didn't even pull a Patrick. Wah. I'd like to hear what you're saying, but I have both my Stanley cup rings in my ears. So I just can't. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Tell you, you know, Dude, that will be infamous. I will never forget when he said that. I was like, I want to say something back, but I can't. He has a point. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) That's the best kind of comeback. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And Ronick retired without what? A Stanley Cup championship. Poor JR. (laughs) Well, Uh, we were talking baseball. Should Should we keep talking baseball? The blockbuster trade. Yeah, and, and uh, okay. So, so Chris is going to be temporarily the role of Chris on Sporgy is going to be played by Chris from Unregimented because he's going to play the contrarian here. Go ahead, Chris. Well, What's no, your take on the Paxton trade to the Yankees? Well, just uh, we're getting a little fast and loose with the term blockbuster. I, I uh, just to me a blockbuster trade like anyone who was in Cy Young talk. Would be a blockbuster trade, and the other side of it is three, three, three draft picks. Like usually, would you say blockbuster isn't? Wouldn't usually more than one? Like 
heavy hitter player. That's just my that, that's just been my whole opinion, my whole beef with it being called a blockbuster trade. All of this spawns, you know this, Rich. All of this spawns by the way the Detroit Lions cut their shit and didn't give Chris his blockbuster trade. <laughs> now, anything that's considered a blockbuster trade, be it in Major League, NBA, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, no, I want my guy. Give me my guy. So, so, so you're saying he's salty still over the whole Golden Tate and then nothing yeah. in return. Restructuring of contracts. So he got nothing. Nobody else gets a blockbuster trade. <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of things, Golden Tate went from one four and six team to another. So, ha ha. We'll get into that later. Well, look, I here's it, James Paxton had a career year last year in Seattle. He's a left-handed starting pitcher who's been dominant in the American League. This isn't a case of a pitcher coming from the National League where he where he sees for you know half a game, eight major league hitters, and one person up there who's just praying to make contact or sack you know sack bunt someone over to second base or whatever the fuck. I mean, this is a guy who's proven he can do it once, in the American League. One season, he's been a solid pitcher before that, man. I mean, it's. He's also what? How old is he? Hold on, because I, be brutally honest with you, I'm not sure. I think he's not even thirty yet. No, okay, he just turned thirty. Like literally, just turned thirty on the sixth. It's a thirty-year-old pitcher. Oh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna start that line of argument these days. Because come on now, come on, JV's a freak. And he's also guess yeah <laughs> yeah guess what he's making according to this he's a fucking steal because he's making five hundred seven thousand dollars a year damn yeah yeah okay I mean 2017 he went twelve and five with a one point one WHIP and a two point nine eight ERA <clears throat> last year on a, on a Mariners team that was. Uh, he went eleven and six, same whip. ERA was three point seven six. Now, if he gets the the New York Yankees run support, he could he 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 could be a. I don't know if he's going to be the starting guy, but he could be in the rotation for quite uh, a few years. To me, as someone's about to be forty, like any athlete that's thirty or over, like that that's that's a high risk, high reward investment because any day could be their last day like i'm talking in any sport no i got you but i mean if he is if this if what i'm reading and what he's making is correct it's not a financial risk and the risk is yes you did give up three draft picks but there's how many rounds in the major league baseball draft and how many of those players see something more than a cup of coffee in the majors so so he's only getting a half a million dollars out of this deal? Or is he only making half a million now and now he's going to get paid? Uh, let me double check here. It says his salary for uh, this season was 507000 Okay. So, uh, really? There's, I, I, I got every stat in the world, including what, it, it, if he eats his boogers after he picks them, but I can't get any of his salary information. Really? Really? Here we go. Okay. Oh, no. No. I take that back. 
That information was wrong. Okay. He made 4.9 mil last year. There we go. I still say, for a guy who was on a Mariners team that won all that, who's going to a Yankees team who is the Yankees, they're stacked, that's still a pretty good fucking... It's pretty good... It's a good risk to take. I mean, because 30 isn't 30 like it was when we were 10 years old. Athletes train completely differently. And if this guy is just better than average at, at, at staying in shape, I mean, it's a risk I'd take. I agree, but it's, again, it's train how you want to train. Just I've learned the human body after 30, like, shit just will just do shit to do shit. Oh, absolutely. He can get out there. He can get out there first game he pitches for the Yankees, throw a pitch, and, you know, blow, I mean, just blow his arm out completely. Well, look at Des Bryant. He made it all. He made it through the whole week of practice, or what? No, what the three days of practice, and last play of the last practice. Fucking done. See ya. If I believed in like a higher power, I'd almost think that was the higher power's way of going. That's what you get, Des. Yeah, you should have been training the whole time. Yep. Instead of, uh, uh, you know, goofing for the cameras on hard knocks, taking visits to Cleveland, knowing damn well you were never going to sign with them, just wanting to get FaceTime. So. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so basically, I mean, with the Yankees, the rich get richer is what we're saying. Well, yeah, and it's the same. It's the same as it ever was, man. Some of the teams change, but for the most part, the the rich teams, yeah, pilfer the 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 lesser market teams and treat them like their own, you know, minor leagues. I mean, it's that was the that was the whole beginning. And the whole point of, you know, we're the last dog at the bowl. We're the runt of the litter. What happens to the runt? They die. You know, that was that whole point of that speech in, in the beginning of Moneyball. And as much as Seattle would probably like to think that they were are not, they're just, yeah, you got Robinson Cano and you had Paxton. And who else? There was some hot Seattle talk, like for maybe a month in last year's baseball season. That was about it. But I mean, for the money they threw Cano, he went out there and just became like the invisible man. For the money they threw him, he should have went out there and became like you know Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. The world's most expensive anchor. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Drew Rosenhaus is happy because that's his. That's his agent and he made sure his client got paid and he gets a cut of that so what isn't that like stanton though mike stanton no juan carlos stanton yeah mike stanton oh yeah he he, he switched it up to gene carlos stanton he got paid that... all of this money and then he just kind of disappeared uh, he showed up mid-season his bat showed up they got what they were paying for with him but yeah, they didn't pay him to pay half a season. They paid him to play a whole season. Which I mean, if, I you, think if they you're... paid him to get to the World Series and win, but okay. Well, it makes you think. Uh, any team who's eyeing Bryce Harper and his what was it we talked about? He wants four hundred million. Yeah. Okay. An island. You want you, you want and a different you, you white want, girl every day. You want <laughs> essentially half a billion dollars to play baseball. Uh, 
And you're injured yeah, you a third have, of the time? You better bring it. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, if I'm the GM and he's like, ah, if he even starts looking a little peaked, I'm pumping his Gatorade full of steroids, HGH, <laughs> whatever. Like, you better get your ass out there on that field and hulk the fuck out or something. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. Didn't we figure out he misses? He has missed a third of his career with yeah. injuries? Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not joking. Four hundred million? I don't want to hear. Oh, I'm injured. No, I'd offer him sixty-six percent of four hundred million. Because this is Dude, Alex Rodriguez made two hundred fifty-two million when he went to New York. Harper think he's better than that? Uh, I think so. It, yeah, but here's here's what you'll hear. It doesn't matter. That was also fourteen years ago. The market's completely different than fourteen years ago. If there's a team willing to pay him four hundred million. That's what he's worth. Doesn't matter if he's better than than and Alex Rodriguez. And if you really think about it, do we ever talk about salaries when we start comparing players from different eras? Like, well, you know, Alex Rodriguez got paid more than Babe Ruth. So that means he's better than Babe Ruth. No, we never say that. At least I don't say that. I never heard you two say that. Because if you did, I'd be like, how could you say something so fucking stupid? <laughs> I think I remember that conversation. <laughs> the day where you made the DeForest Kelly face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are, are, you, are you insinuating, Rich, that there's inflation in pro sports? There's <laughs> inflation in our economy. Look, man, I ain't Alan Greenspan. I'm not going to sit here and get into a fucking deep economic conversation because I can't. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, 14 years ago, $250 million, well, I'd still be happy to take half of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, all of a sudden, $250 million has to be $400 million. Uh, Okay. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Ask, uh, ask Miguel Cabrera's uh, baby mama down there in Florida. Collected on his, what, $310 million, $325 million, whatever ask kind. Blake Griffin's baby mama. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, it's worth it to them. I, Jesus Christ, I mean, I, if, I'd take a shot in the jaw from fucking one of those guys. I mean, I, I can't have a baby physically, but, I mean, if I could call up, like, a doctor and be like, you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Junior? Yeah, I need that to happen. I need to get paid. <laughs> like, he'd be like, there's only one way it's coming out. I'd be like, nope, that's what C-sections are for. Yes, my dick will not look like a hot dog that spent too much time in the microwave when I'm done giving birth. I'll just oh. have a C-section scar. Jesus. <laughs> did, did that give you the visual? <laughs> ah, no, you're just thinking of the experience. <laughs> I'd rather have a butt baby. <laughs> oh. Well, anyways, uh, one other trade, I don't know how. That escalated quickly. Really significant it is, but uh, Colton Brewer, reliever from, from the Padres, goes to Boston. They give they give up a uh, minor league infielder, Esteban Chiorez. Sure. Blockbuster. I don't even know who any of these people are. Brewer, 26, had a 5.59 ERA in 11 appearances as a rookie with the Padres in 2018. He has pitched better than that in the minors, however, posting a 3.75 ERA. And a 
strikeouts versus walk ratio over 48 innings in triple a and yeah this is a roster rearrangement move more than anything with the padres trying to get a man off their 40-man roster the reason today is the day by which teams have to set their 40-man roster for purposes of the rule five draft next month so that was a business decision never works Apparently, Dombrowski knows what the fuck he's doing in Boston. Do we want to fuck with him? I'm trying to remember who he brought over for Detroit in, a, in a, uh, a similar situation, and they could not send him down because it was a Rule 5 situation. I want to... Was it Cleet Thomas? You guys remember Cleet Thomas? White center fielder, redneck, didn't use batting gloves? That Yeah, I remember that name. Okay. Cleet. Uncle Cleet. Yeah, I know. If your if your name is Cleet Thomas, your full name is Cletus. Yeah, Thomas. It's 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 like Billy Bob Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in your family loves first names, <laughs> and they remind me of the White Thor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you uh? You seen Patrick Mahomes? He reminds me of a black Black Panther. Wait, <laughs> you mean a light skinned Black Panther? Yeah, high yellow black, uh, high yellow Panther. Yeah, that's who he reminds me of. Black Kermit. Uh, it's not it's not easy being high yellow. Punk band name Black Kermit. With their lead single, Kill All the White People. But yeah. Uh so and that's and, that's just Insert a joke about fucking a pig. Sweet and sour pork all over his finger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only reason I really bring it up is because I, I think it's funny that that the, uh, the, on Yahoo Sports it's the Paxton trade, and then like Yahoo goes, "What to read next? Red Sox trade for Padres reliever." And it's like, and then the first line of it is like a minor trade for you to chew on while you stare at your Thanksgiving to do list and decide, "Meh, I can put it off till tomorrow." So why are you trying to shoehorn this story in? Like this is the answer to the Paxson trade. It's not because they need your, they need your eyeballs. Here, these stories are both about trades. Read both of them. <laughs> really, that's yeah, this, probably their thinking. Uh, it's the only thing they have in common. Literally, is that players switch teams. That's yeah. it. Like the algorithm Click goes bait. trade trade. So and then. Uh, before we move on to the the meat and and, and potatoes, of oh, the, uh, it's a big help in the meat and potatoes. This and week. the and the vegetables and the fucking rolls. Oh, yeah, and some gravy. <laughs> Stop it! I'm fat and I'm hungry. <laughs> and some Patty Labelle sweet potato pie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Patty! Why are you so moist? <laughs> uh, yeah, the coaching carousel. Yeah, if you if you want to be an NHL coach, now is the time. There's like four openings. <laughs> Looks like the Oprah Winfrey of coaches right now. And you're it. a coach. Yeah, and you're a coach. Yeah, I think we were saying in our pre-show chat since last we recorded, like four teams have all fired their coaches. Like what? The Ducks, the Sabers, the Oilers, and the Blues. Bye bye. See ya. Out of everybody that's gone, the Oilers ones is what it, the Oiler, the Oilers move is what intrigues me the most because they get rid of Todd McClellan, they bring in Ken Hitchcock. My one, I'm wondering, are they looking at Ken Hitchcock as a long term replacement? 
Because, I mean, oh, yes, he does own, like, I think he's, like, the top four or five in wins in NHL history, and he has won a cup. Let's see if but, bring him in close to the beginning ooh. of the season, maybe. Oh, I know which one he won the cup with. Just saying. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Dallas with Belfort backing them to a cup win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, it's just... Yeah. Seems like maybe he's a little long in the tooth. I don't know. Um, I mean, do you really want to build around a guy who, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with Thanksgiving coming up, his turkey, or his neck reminds me of a turkey. And, you know, he looks to be about as in good a health as me after a two-week bender. So, I mean, it's just like. Well, I mean, that's kind of like maybe another uh, coach signing that happened this week. Completely different sport, and I feel like I'm being Earl right now. But whatever, you know, it's the holidays. Uh, with Les Miles getting signed at Kansas, you know, wow. is that I was, more I like to, I was trying to put that off? Yeah, but yeah, but it's uh, kind of more the same kind of the question. Like, you know, uh, is this team trying to be legit, or is this guy's stock falling that much? And maybe that sounds like what's going on here in in Edmonton, perhaps. Well, uh... I, I got to wonder how much of this is GMs trying to save their asses, especially in Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton has had quite a fucking few high draft picks. I mean, after just disastrous season, after disastrous fucking season. And I mean, you know. The, the, Were they the, played the, for the cup like two years ago? Edmonton? Yeah. No, but they had that rookie Connor McDavid. I guess his name is. Were they in the play? I'm they were at least weren't they in the playoffs? Oh, I, yeah, they've been in the playoffs, but I, I don't think they've done anything. That uh, hold on, before I yeah, their last their last visit to a Stanley Cup was two thousand five, two thousand six. Right. The last time they won their division was ninety two, and. Let's see. Hold on a sec, because they have Connor McDavid, and they made the playoffs last year, March twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins. I mean, you know, they have they have some they have some players, and they've had high draft picks, and it just it hasn't. Uh, 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 Hand out into, you know, success. Period. I mean, they made the playoffs in yeah, 2016-17 season. Lost in the second round. I mean, seventh, seventh place finish in the, in the Pacific in, in 14, sixth and 15, seventh and 16, sixth and 18. That's it's not that's not exactly like setting the world on fire. And fuck a head coach at a certain point, you got to start looking at the people at the top because, I mean, Jesus Christ, you didn't make the playoffs for 11 seasons. I mean, you make it, and then you lose in the second round, and then you don't make it the following year, and you've had all those high draft picks. That means something in the organization isn't working, in my opinion. Yeah. This, this isn't a case of... This isn't a case of they had... You know, and yes, I understand. I'm going to bring up the Red Wings. So if you hate the Red Wings, first of all, what the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Second of all, deal with it. It's not like they had a quarter century of fucking success 
and the low draft picks and trading away draft picks to get players at the trade deadline and now have to rebuild with hardly anything. They've been given the building blocks to rebuild, and they're just not doing it. And if you think that, that like, how do I put this? The Red Wings' recent shitstorm has, for the most part, made most of the city of Detroit go, eh, and shrug and move on to something else. They're in Edmonton. They had a dynasty in the 80s with arguably the greatest pure scorer in the history of the game. This is... This is this, Hockey is not taken lightly in this area. These fans are not just sitting back going, there's always next year. They're, they're, they're looking around going, where's a ladder and some rope? We need to start hanging people from the rafters. Then they'll get the point. So that's that you have to take into consideration also. I just wonder if, like I said, the Hitchcock move is kind of like, a, hey, look, we're trying to do something. Yeah. Why they, why they regroup? We're, we're trying to save the season before it's too late. But behind the scenes, they realize this isn't a long-term solution. He's not going to be here a decade from now. I mean, I just, I can't imagine it. I mean, I, God, I, I should know this off the top of my head. I got to look it up. I feel like an idiot. But hold on. Da, da, da. Oh, he's younger than I thought. He's 66. But ooh. if a homeboy went to my doctor, the first thing he'd say is lose weight. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, well, yeah. And then St. Louis gets rid of Yo, and they bring in Craig Berube, which is like, just to me, I, I mean, it's got to be weird to you too, Earl. Like, all these players we grew up watching are now going into the coaching and, and, and front office, and it's like, it's weird. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, when you hear you know, Brendan Shanahan in charge of the NHL Disciplinary Committee. It's like, did you ever watch Brendan Shanahan play? He single-handedly kept that committee busy. <laughs> it was times. the committee, yes. <laughs> At certain times, I mean, you know, I'm not saying... Ask Patrick Waugh how his disciplinary is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's early in the season, and I know this doesn't mean a whole lot, but I'm just gonna. I tend. I tend to maybe to connect dots that I shouldn't. Maybe this is one I'm connecting, that I shouldn't. But the season's only like a little over a month old, and this year's video game is already selling for half off. Ooh. To give you an example, now it. Granted, it is the pre-Black Friday sale, but to give you an example, the football season still has about a quarter of it left, roughly. It's just now the Madden game is selling for half off. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, usually it's... I know last year I paid 30 bucks instead of 60 for NHL 18, and that was right before the playoffs started. That's usually when the price drops. This is a month and a half into the season. So, I don't know. I would be very interested to see the NHL's numbers right now. Very, very interested. But that's for a different show. The only thing I want to say about it, 
Rich, is you, you brought up a good point. All the people we grew up watching, Brendan Shanahan and everybody, that's all name recognition. Like Ken Hitchcock, name recognition. So for people like us in our generation that wanted to watch hockey, wants to watch the best of the best, the people that, you know, back in the day could grind it out. Not all these new, fast-moving, take out the, you know, all these rules so that the game moves faster, high-scoring. You know, they want to see the people that they grew up going, damn, he was good. So, you know, Stevie Y, Brendan Shanahan, Ken Hitchcock, people that they were like, damn, he's good. Well, it's not even about, damn, he's good. It's about, I I don't know. I just think they're trying to use name recognition to bring some people back to the sport. That's all I'm saying. I, that's what I, that's, I I feel like that's what this is. I feel like this is a way to try to be like, hey, uh, Edmonton, we're not throwing in the towel on the season, but meanwhile, behind you know closed doors at the top of that franchise, they're going, yeah, we're not going to depend on Hitch to be here for another decade, so hopefully this quiets the fans down and lets us look in relative peace for his long-term replacement. And I don't know, I might be wrong. I mean, if it's like if they got rid of Blashill right now. If they got rid of Blashill and, who, and, they, and they brought in someone like Quinville, and let's say sign him to a long-term contract, I, w- I would be like, okay, this is what Ken Holland's, like, you know, I'm trying to save my ass. Please don't fire me move. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't and know. And everybody knows his days are numbered. Eisenman's yeah. a free agent, yo. <laughs> Well, if his days aren't numbered, even if Eiserman doesn't come here, I don't know what the fuck that the Red Wings are thinking. But once again, it's apples and oranges. The Red Wings had to rebuild after, a, you know, a quarter century of success and everything that comes with that. The cupboard was not bare for Edmonton. In fact, when Connor McDavid was drafted, like he overshadowed Austin Matthews, who. And I wonder at this point how many diehard fans would say would still say give me Connor McDavid over Austin Matthews. That's a hard pill to swallow, though. Well, Matthews does play for Maple Leafs. That's that's you know in Canada, unless you're French Canadian, that is the that is the team. You know, now if you live in Montreal, don't don't bring up the Leafs. But, I mean, Edmonton, it's not like they're any... They have a long history. Yeah, they didn't join the NHL. They were in the WHL, but they didn't join the NHL until 79. But once they got in here, got a few seasons under their belt, they also dominated the NHL. I mean, if you look at the players that played for Edmonton in the 80s, it is intimidating. All of Fames. Messier, Curry, Coffee, Bookaboom, Grant Fuhrer. I mean, it's just like, like their old timers game is basically like, if you're still alive, you're probably in the Hall of Fame. Come play for us, you know. That's that's really what it is. So, I if that's the expectation, I don't know. I Hitchcock might just be a a, a strategic move. Like I said, a buy a buy ourselves time move. Get get off our back. We're doing something. Leave us alone. We're helping. That kind of move, the Ralphie Wiggum move. Yeah, and I mean, just to be brutally honest, the more and more I think about it, I almost wonder if that's what the fuck is going on, except for the contra- the link to his contract with Gruden out in fucking Oakland. 
How is he? Well, oh, we'll get into well, we, might, we might as well. Well, I mean, we might as well dive into football. It's just a question of do we want to start with college or? We start with I college because the pros is going to be fun. Okay, because as, as, as far as I'm concerned, in my, in my neck of the woods here, there's only one game to talk about. Yep. And that is Michigan-Ohio State. That's it. Michigan State, Rutgers. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and as we say every time we bring up Rutgers, they do have nice-looking uniforms. Yeah. And they hardly, bad. they hardly get dirty even after playing a whole game. So, yeah. <clears throat> it's like that part in Full Metal Jacket. Do you want some uh, Vietnamese rifles? Never been fired, only been dropped once. but anyways uh yeah all right so ohio state narrowly escaped getting their ass handed to them Mm -hmm. again yeah like this year year michigan ohio state isn't that good and be brutally honest i mean they're still 10 and 1 don't get me wrong but they they've shown weakness this year They've almost lost to some shit shithole teams. Yeah, and but Michigan has too, so you got to be careful. Michigan lost to Notre Dame. No, but they almost lost to shithole teams. Northwestern field goal. Remember, you remember. No, I, dude, I absolutely got you. But in the end, do you think Ohio State goes? We almost lost last week. No, they're going, we won last week. Mm-hmm. We're, we got the same record as Michigan. They can't walk into that game thinking we almost lost last week. Oh, no, they, they do, don't care about that. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think Michigan's sitting there going, well, we almost lost to Northwestern. They don't give a fuck. And the, the one thing that, that was brought up in a discussion I had with a buddy was, he, he goes, so how are you feeling about the Ohio State Michigan game, and I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I tentatively put in for it off about two months ago, and I told I, I told my boss, I said, if Michigan shits the bed, I won't want it off because I won't want to watch him get raped on national television. But if Michigan goes in and it's even, it, you know, it, the game has any type of implications for the Big Ten Championship or the National Championship playoffs, I'm going to want the day off. And he's like, I understand. I have the day off. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be sitting at 12 o'clock. Got some blue and yellow face paint. No, not all that. I've never been a face paint type guy. Jersey is as far as I go, and I get shit from my douchebag friends who are like, you know. The man's name. Fuck on you. The back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Take someone real secure in their sexuality to walk around with his name on their back. Fuck you if you heard this one. I like sports. Fuck off. That's going to be my new jersey. Hey, have you heard this one? Shut the fuck up and watch the game. Yeah. But I do have to say, my buddy did bring up a good point. He said, with Michigan's defense, if they're up by two scores, do you trust them to hold that lead? 100%. And I was That like, is a hard, hard-hitting defense. I told uh, you guys that a few weeks ago. No, you absolutely did. And I was like, yep, I trust them to hold that lead. Yeah. Same here. Now, if he now was the asked, offense, me, <laughs> yeah, <different> conversation. <laughs> if he was asking me if they were down by two scores, do I trust him to come back? 
I trust him to hold that lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the fact that we got that lead. Hang on a minute. Um, yeah, definitely. And I last week, last week's game showed that Michigan is vulnerable to the hurry-up offense. As mean and as quick as that defense is, it took them till halftime to start to make the adjustments to what Indiana was doing. I mean, I don't think that's even debatable. I mean, Indiana was rushing to the line in a way that I don't think any team has played Michigan this year like that. And since no one's disagreeing with me, I'm going to go ahead and assume I'm right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing a podcast by myself, but I mean, I will if I have to. We're both to. over here like, yeah, we saw the game. We know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, well you, you're right. It's not debatable. And it's not. But the best thing about it is, is that they were able to make the adjustment. You know, if after halftime you come back and it's the same old thing and it's, that still a struggle, then you're like, now you have an issue. That means you got the, the, the good coach, good coaches, you know, good coaches adjust. Yeah, and this is making me rethink a few things about Harbaugh. Was this just, was it what the Harbaugh supporters, the, the faithful, the Kool-Aid drinkers say? Like, See, here it is. We told he, you. Four seasons. He needed his guy. Well, no, no, hold on. The truly faithful were saying two to three seasons. And I was laughing my considerable ass off and telling them, uh, wish in one hand, shit in the other, and we'll see which one's full at the end of the three seasons. I'm not even going to discuss two seasons because that's a fucking joke. Mm -hmm. All right. And I felt pretty vindicated at the end of it, end of the third season going, okay, yeah, so. But, I mean, look. Take away their ranking in the top 25. I don't care about that at the moment. I don't care about the Big Ten championship game at the moment. I don't care about national championship playoff implications so at the moment. The, the, the I CFP about, was tonight. The, 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 the rankings show was tonight. We could get into that in a little bit. Sorry. But I, I care about them versus Ohio State. And if this is truly the revenge tour, which is what they've been saying now, then... They need, if they want to be the bullies in the Big Ten again, they need to go in to the horseshoe. Oh yeah, and stomp on them cheat and them and them, and them just shitty ass Buckeye nuts. Yeah, those hairless nuts known as Buckeyes. That's, That's just all there is to it. Have them all sitting on the bench, crying at the end of their game, calling their moms. This wasn't fair. They didn't even give us a chance. Was it? But I'm. But I'm. Get it sucks. <laughs> Do a hump dance around them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. India, the Michigan band, uh, the drum lines playing, singing, he's paralyzed. <laughs> he's paralyzed. <laughs> but no, but here's the deal. Even if they don't stomp me, even if they win by one point, I don't give a fuck. Win the game. You've well, th This would complete the tour, though. Yeah. They did everything else. That's what I'm saying. This is, as, as a Michigan fan who has doubted Harbaugh, has doubted the direction Michigan has taken since Lloyd Carr retired. This is the first time since Lloyd Carr retired that I have any belief or faith in Michigan going into this game. And they, I, I feel like they earned it. This, I don't feel like I'm sitting here being a homer going, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, 
Yeah, it's I'm they're going to beat Ohio State because every year I say they're going to beat Ohio State. But it's more than that too. This win legitimizes Jim Harbaugh. Let's be honest. Absolutely, it's not and like I, he's coming here and sucked it up. I mean, we've given him a lot of shit, but I mean, if you look at the guy's overall record, it's, it, it's a winning record. It's just he hasn't, you know, he hasn't won the big games. Ranked opponents on the road and rivalry games are his fucking Achilles tendon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, this this will be it. I mean, it's the end of his fourth season, and then it checks all the boxes of shit he needed to do. You know, and then it, and then, but then, it, too, it's going to raise a bar for next season. Because next season, it's like, all right, national championship or bust, motherfucker. We better be talking about Michigan and Alabama the whole season. Well, I mean, there's also the fact that you have Tom Brady popping off. Yeah, talking about talking about. Oh yeah, we're winning this game. Yeah, Tom, terrific thinks they're going to get it in their ass. And TB12 doesn't pop off like that very often. So you know he's got to be uh, amazing blue boner on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, he's feeling his Michigan manliness. Got yeah, amazing blue bikini briefs that he wears yeah, he's for feel- Giselle. He, he's he's feeling his his own Michigan manliness so much when Giselle tries to grab his dick. He's like, I got the dick. Don't worry. I got both <laughs> hands on it. I got the Michigan manliness. I don't need you this week. Come see me. Come see me at three thirty, four o'clock on Saturday. Then then you can take care and knock this boy down. Okay. It's Tommy's blue and maize pill. <laughs> Little blue blue and maize football pill. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's funny. And to be, to be fair, I only saw this article uh, earlier today. And reason being is it, is, is it was published today at 1230, today being Tuesday, the 20th. It says, uh, Harbaugh's big chance, Myers' last hurrah, it's all on the line in Michigan and Ohio State. And they go on to set up the game, and, you know, this is what Brady said, and blah, blah, blah. And, okay. The commercial I saw is, that they were born at the same hospital destined to cross paths again Saturday. Oh, whatever. Well, what's interesting is that having absorbed this article now, I kind of feel like this article is is setting up for the Uncle Urban apologist because you know they're you know they're talking about it's fair to speculate on Myers' future because of having him hunched over during critical parts of the game feels. Untentable. At 54, Meyer needs to make his health a priority. He's one of the greatest pure coaches that college football has ever seen, but it's still just a game. He's pre- previously suffered from stress and obsession that led to health scares. He was relentless in building Florida into a two-time national championship. In the 2009 SEC title game, though, he saw a 22-game winning streak snapped by Alabama and hours later was admitted to the hospital due to heart issues. Prior to the game, the pressure to prepare was so great, he later admitted losing 20 pounds in 10 days. It's just, it's set, to me, it's setting up for like, you know, remember, we joke about all the time how he just got ghost at Florida after the, you know, the, his team got caught doing all that gangster shit. So now mm-hmm. with all the shit that's been going down this year, like, oh, it reminds me of Beavis and Beavis, oh, my liver. When they were trying to, <laughs> to set up that they got hit by a car or something. Like, I don't remember. Lower, dude. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, then they also had, you know, they bring up his uh, brief retirement on Christmas only to return the next day. Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, here we go. Like, his itis is acting up again. Like, oh, I got to go, guys. Oh, it's crazy. And then and called it quits a year after that, worked for ESPN for a year, said how happy he was, then took over Ohio State, claiming he had his priorities rooted. Uh, and yeah, then, of course, there's... Like find people buried in this guy's backyard, aren't they? <laughs> But then, of course, there was the assistant coach, domestic violence, mm-hmm. blah, 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 in the off season. So I kind of feel like this article's like going, yeah, well, you know what? Here's the deal. If Michigan wins, it's not really a legit victory. You know, Uncle Urban isn't, he's no, feeling a little, bullshit. He's, feeling, he's feeling a little bad. And it's like, okay, well, excuse You're both me. You're 10 and 1, fuck off. Okay, and when Ohio State was dancing around like they'd won the national championship after beating Michigan for the last 10 years. Well, no, in 2011, they lost when they had an intern head coach, but you get my drift. In the last 13 of 14 years, yeah, let's put it that way. It wasn't an what, accomplishment during the Rich Rod years, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, So what? They, I, where was the excuses made at that point? Because I don't remember thinking, like, Ohio State has no right to chirp at Michigan you know, Ohio State fans have no right to chirp at Michigan fans because they beat Rich Rod. They no, do. I remember I remember thinking, Rich Rod sucks as a head coach. Why the fuck did we bring this loser here? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't pissed at Ohio State because Ohio State did went out and did what they were supposed to do, win the mm-hmm. fucking game against a coach who was out there looking like a two-year-old trying to play fucking you know, chess against Bobby Fischer. And, you know, he, he looked completely lost out there some fucking times. His, in his time as a head coach at Michigan. And then, you know, Hulkamania, I never really bit, you know bought into, but a lot of people did. You know, oh, he don't wear a headset. He's old school. Oh, great. So he has no idea what his coaches are talking about. That's wonderful. Every piece of information he get is secondhand. That's wonderful. Get the guy in the and, booth doing semaphore. You know, but but oh, but he he beat Ohio State. Yes, it, when they were when they had an intern head coach in a in a rare down season for him. Oh, was this uh, the 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 year they lost the vest? Yeah, yeah. Sweater vest had to had to go bye bye. Their asterisk year. Yeah, which by the way, every Ohio State fan I've ever met makes excuses. We had an intern head coach, and when I point out that we had a Pop Warner head coach in Rich Rod, <laughs> they just go. <laughs> Oh, well, Michigan hired him. Yeah. Oh, well, Ohio State hired your... I can't even remember who the intern head coach was. That's that's how little I gave a fuck. Because, I mean, yeah, I kind of was like, eh, all right, you won, but let's be honest. You didn't want to beat an intern head coach in Ohio State. You wanted to beat Sweater Vest. And believe me, believe me, if, if, if Meyer had been fired by Ohio State instead of just suspended, and Uncle Urban wasn't there for this game, Harbaugh would if they if they win Harbaugh would still celebrate, but the victory wouldn't be as sweet mm-hmm. because he wants to shut Uncle Urban up. Trust me, I truly believe that. I couldn't believe when he was asked in this week's press conference. So is this just another game to you? And he basically barked to the guy, not hardly. No, what he say? The direct quote was, "Of course not." Like like this guy just asked him, like, "Hey, um, if you're if you're dying of thirst, do you want some water?" Well, yes. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. This is not just another game. 
I mean, they've, they've met, like, what, 114 times? And this isn't like the Red Sox-Yankees, where they're in the same division and they play each other multiple series a year. This is once a year. For over 100 years, they've met. This is a lot of history with these teams. So, it's all... It, it's an uncomfortable position to be in, because I haven't been in this position in fucking so long, but it, it's like, it's all in Michigan's hands. That's I truly believe that at this point. If they go out there and shit the bed, they got no one else to point the fingers at but themselves. And this is I I don't know how it could be any better unless Ohio State had lost another conference game, which would mean that if they lost this game, they still make the 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 Big Ten championship game. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter. Which I I think even if they lose this game, they still make the Big Ten championship game. I, I don't. I'm not going to front and sit here and act like I know exactly what the deciding factors are. But I can't imagine Ohio State jumping into the, the college football playoff pitcher beating Michigan. I mean, that's what? That's, that means they'd have to jump seven spots? Yeah. Six spots? The number 10, Michigan's number four. Yeah. So you'd have to jump six spots with that, with that win. So. I don't know. We've seen the Block M do make the rankings do some crazy shit. Never know what they do for the maroon and gray bitches. Well, we'll see. And we're tainted because we're from Michigan, right? I was not saying we're Michigan fans because you're a Michigan fan. Let's see, because we're from Michigan, our opinion's tainted. Oh, whatever. I mean, it's, got, it's, it's I'm you, actually. You, well, you know, you I'm got not, the you got three years of picks, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Well, you'll have three years of picks from me for this game after the, after we announce our picks later in this this episode. Go back and look at them. Tell me if I'm a fucking if my opinion's tainted by being a Michigan homer. No, I mean this is I'm not a fan. I can tell you this year, like I think Michigan is going to beat them, and I think they're going to whoop on them. You know, if they're, oh, I think it's going to be the defense is going to be making big plays. But well, you got you to remember the last I heard, according to Vegas, the spread's only three and a half points. So. I think Michigan, watching them play, I think Michigan's a better football team this year. But what do I know? I'm just a Michigan State fan. (laughs) Nine to three, huh? Nine to fucking three. (sighs) Who is it? Nebraska? You lost to suck-ass Nebraska? The fuck? It, uh, you need a new offensive coordinator. Let's get some freshmen in there. Twelve and zero. Must have been some. Good, <laughs> must have been some good weed that week. <laughs> I know, right? It's too bad that they couldn't electronically travel down the line and got us all high. Yeah. It, like twelve and zero, they're gonna go. What are you talking about? They're gonna go sixteen and zero. You're like, you know, optimism's high at the beginning of the season, right? I get. I, you are living proof this year. <laughs> like, yeah, and you were making fun of me at fourteen and two. At least I, I gave they had a couple easy of schedule. They no had shit. Easy fucking. But yes, too. Or you said a lot this year. College football shit changes year to year, right? So yeah, there and you go. Absolutely. What, what, what the, what's the Spartans' overall record? It's terrible. It's still, I think, like a game over five hundred. Check. Well, my point is, is that uh, who was closer? You at twelve and zero, or Iceman at four and t- or fourteen and two? 
Um, because unless they shit the bet against Rutgers, yeah, state's one and six ten, and, state six and five. They're going to be seven and five unless they just shit the bet against. Hey, didn't Rutgers. I change my position? Didn't I change my prediction to seven and five after they lost to who's the one where I went? Yeah, you're fucking done. Fuck you. I think it's when they lost to Northwestern. I went yet yeah, seven and five. Well, let's see one. Yeah. Yep. This after. After they lost to Northwestern by ten points, they went fuck you seven and five. And yeah, they're gonna yeah. go seven and five. Uh, yeah, because I picked I picked Michigan to go seven and five this season, and yeah, uh, it, my my the game they could have went either way in my opinion was Nebraska or Notre Dame, and when they lost to Notre Dame, I was like, yep, seven and five, because I was like Nebraska wasn't convinced. Quickly got convinced during that game. Uh, thought Wisconsin was going to give them more of a rough time. They did. Thought State was going to give them a rough, more uh, of a rough time. Thought Nebraska Penn State sucks this year. Who just lost to Nebraska? And, uh, correct. <laughs> I'm just saying. State's doing what I thought Michigan was going to do this year. <laughs> I know, right? They've had opposite seasons. Exactly. Like, I hate to say this, but now I know what it's like to be a state fan in the in the in, 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 in the, the latter last part ten years, of, the latter part of the aughts and the twenty yeah. tens. Yeah, like wow, wait, this is this is really happening. Don't get too cocky; it can end at any moment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that program. Look, we've and I'm saying everybody on this program saying. Antonio's praises. Something needs to happen. If he's not willing to shake up that coaching staff, then the people above him need to come to him and go, look, you're a loyal guy. That's commendable. But loyalty isn't... Loyalty when paired with wins, okay. Loyalty when paired with a 6-9 to nine loss against Nebraska, not okay. I mean, it, it, it's time. Make some moves, or we'll or we'll have to make a move we don't want to make. I can't imagine that if he doesn't make the move on his own. I can't imagine that conversation is too far off coming from the athletic director to him. Yeah, don't shit to get off the pot, son. Because this is now two out of three seasons he shit the bed. His teams have shit the bed. I mean, it, this isn't a historically bad season. They're still going to make a bowl game, but, I mean, come on, man. Like, there's a difference between you were in the Big Ten championship a few years ago, and now you might be playing in the, what, Little Caesars Bowl? The Nobody Cares Whatever Bowl. Yeah. That's what, they'll, that's what they will be in. The Who Gives a Shit Bowl. ESPN doesn't even carry it live. They replay it at 3 in the morning. On ESPN, you. They, they keep jumping. They, uh, due to time constraints, we're going to jump ahead in the action. And like, God damn, I can't even watch the whole game? Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's going to be one of those games. I mean, I just have to think there's going to be hell to pay in East Lansing when it's all said and done this season. Because this can't keep happening. Nope. Especially, especially, and I'm going to try to my best to think like a Sparty fan now especially if Michigan finishes strong, let's just say wins the Big Ten, does play Alabama in the first round, 
lose but give Alabama a run for its money and they're coming back with that much confidence and they, they're going into the, the offseason recruiting with that in, as, as the, the, the feather in their cap, yeah. That could, that could be some issues for Michigan State. <laughs> a little bit. Which, uh, speaking of coaches, we touched on it earlier. Talk about it real quick before we get into the pros. Les Miles signs at Kansas. No shit, Iceman, you were right. <laughs> like, And my initial reaction was like, either Kansas is like, they want to be legit at more than just basketball, or... And Iceman thinks this is a more likely scenario. The Les Miles stock isn't uh, at an all-time high, let's say. Name, no. name, name doesn't mean as much as it used to. I mean, what do you think, Ice? That's, your, that's, that's where you live, son. That's your college team. You juice. That's not my college team. It's just the college team in the state I'm in. You got a blue and white boner? But, What's going on over there? It's blue and red, but no. Uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, I have no idea what he's doing here, to be quite honest. I don't know. I, I know that uh, the Les Miles and the athletic director were friends, but... Like, is Les Miles getting close to retirement age? Like, is this going to be like a season or two and like, all right, everybody, see ya. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. It's just to stop in to get some money, see some friends, you know, have a cup of joe, some nachos. All right, thanks for inviting me, guys. Thanks for giving me a chance to go on a, a farewell tour to the NCAA. Goose is for a right. 1K before he retires. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, Kansas football is not big here at all. No. Football, period. Because it's not, not being not played with here. a basketball. Right, football, period. Not good here at all. Now, do not, and I mean this, do not talk shit about college basketball in this state because you will get fucked up. Hey, boy, I heard you talk about the Jayhawks pretty badly. Uh, we don't take kindly to your kind around here. Uh, See, Rich, he's, yeah, he's right. It's kind of how, <laughs> how it would go. No, it is. Just and and if you come there into, to know, like, yeah, he's, that is accurate. If you come into Wichita and start talking about, uh, Rock chalk, and I don't even know why Jayhawks rock chalk. You might get into a fight because the the Wichita State, uh, yeah, yeah, the Shockers. I mean, that the college basketball here is is God, dude. I mean, you can move the entire in his prime, uh, Bill Belichick and Brady and the whole fucking organization. Here, Tom Brady in his twenty fifth year of eligibility. <laughs> No, I said in, in his prime, in his prime, you could move the whole New England Patriots here, and they'd be like, okay, good, yeah, go no, over there. No, you want football of where you live, Iceman? You go north. You go Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. That's where college football runs the world. That's true. That's Cornhuskers, and absolutely. But here, this makes no sense. Uh, there was a collective, huh, in this state when that happened. They were like, who's less miles in When's the last time he coached? It was LSU, but how LSU. many years? But how many years ago was that? Like more than five? No, he was, he was coaching when we were on, wasn't he? Because we were asking about where he's going to go. Well, this looks like a job for Google and Wikipedia. Google. <laughs> uh, he coached LSU two thousand five to two thousand sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, two years ago. And I remember, yeah, because really, so uh, from what I remember, wasn't that the last time LSU was good? Yeah. So <laughs> what, what do the kids say? Well, if the kids, if I'm saying it, it means kids said like five to ten years ago. The fuck? What's he doing <laughs> at Kansas? Nobody knows, dude. Seriously. It's well, here's an enigma. Well, this is the thing. It, his stock was high with certain programs. He was highly coveted by a lot of Michigan fans and certain people in Michigan to come to Michigan. Oh, and they could yeah. just never they could just never pry him away from LSU. Every time mm-hmm. they change coaches since uh uh what's his nuts left? Um Lloyd, Les Miles is brought up during every coaching search. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, that's that's what. Like, I kind of think like, yeah, uh, you overplayed your hand, man. Because once Michigan was like, oh, we can get Harbaugh, uh, less who? Yeah. Oh, less is more. Got it. Come here, Jim. I mean, I. It's, I haven't heard any shoulda, coulda, woulda about Les Miles since Harbaugh's been here, except by, like, people who, like, despised Harbaugh before he ever got hired as Michigan's head coach. People who just did not want Harbaugh. And it's like, eh, okay. I mean, look at this race. What, 141 and 55? Got a national championship, two conference championships under his belt. I said, but then maybe this is the the AD at Kansas is like saw some hope with the team this year uh, because what didn't they break some kind of road losing streak or something this year? Ice, like you're closer to the action than I am. But th- this year was probably one of their better football years in recent years. So maybe the AD is like, hey, let's make a play at coming up in the conversation other than basketball. I don't know. I'm just wildly speculating. It's kind of what we do here. You could win the national championship <laughs> in college football, no. and nobody in this state will give two shits. They'll be like, yeah. oh, you know what? Congratulations. Now get out of the way. What are they seeing in the tournament? You know what? I got a buddy who is from Kansas, I, and I, I know the odds are long he's listening, but if, and just in case he is, what's going on, Max? But anyways, he'd be pretty fucking excited. I mean, but, and yes, you're absolutely right. He's all about Kansas basketball. But, believe me, national championship, even if they were in the hunt for the national championship, I believe he's your average Kansas sports fan. They'd find a way to hop on a bandwagon. All right, now, is there going to be as many people as if Kansas is in the you know the final four? No. Of course not. Of course not. Because they're not a football school. Historically, that's not their thing. I mean, really, honestly, what's Michigan? You go outside of the state of Michigan, and and especially in the 90s, before the legend of the Fab Five had really been like, you know, because just like a fishing story, the farther away from the actual event you get, the more the legend grows. That has been the Fab Five. Yes, they were a big deal at the time here, but they were seen as like a gimmick by a lot of people outside of this area when they were initially put together. And I've lived 
all over this fucking country, drove all over this country, talked to sports fans all over the country, and you mentioned University of Michigan, the first thing they say is football. And I think it's kind of like that with Kansas. If, if oh, Basketball, the end. Yeah, you say Kansas, people say basketball. Mm-hmm. But if they well, had, here, if, they, the, if, they, if they had a team that made a two-year run like the big, like you know, the Fab Five did, I think it, it would leave its impression on that that area of the country. Well, here's the thing: because I am here now, uh, Wichita, uh, the Wichita State Shockers had the winningest coach in baseball history in college. His name's Gene something or other. <laughs> but he. Well, I, I actually know him personally. I worked with him. Do you see the irony in your statement? Yeah, the fact that he's the winningest coach. and uh, You don't even know his last name? I'm tired of shit. I do know it. I'm just tired. But, uh, no, he's the winningest coach in college baseball ever. College baseball. And he, did it, and he did it here in Kansas at Wichita State. And almost no fucks were given. Yeah. People, people well, know him. Because it's college baseball. And, Right. It's the same thing they're thinking with college football here. And <laughs> we got less miles. So? Gene Stevenson. <laughs> Is he coaching the yeah, basketball Gene team? Stevenson. What? Less, less miles coaching the basketball team? Well, I mean, you could say we, we got Nick Saban, and they're like, oh, okay, go have fun. I'm just saying, man, the rest of the country will sit up and take notice if Miles goes out there and. In two, three years, we're talking about you know them being in the national championship yeah. hunt. The name Kansas comes up before March. They might not care. The rest of the country will stand up, will sit up and take notice, though. Yeah. Because I, I as, as big as March Madness is, that's an event in and of itself. I know people who go nuts over March Madness who don't watch any other college basketball games. Period. End of story. Wichita, Kansas totally transformed itself for March Madness. I think they hosted the second and third or second round or something like that of March Madness here. Place went nuts. Just totally transformed downtown. Absolutely believe it. We've talked about the revenue March Madness creates. It's the NCAA's it, it biggest huge. score. It's their biggest but score all, of the year. My point is it's also an event. It's an event that takes more than just a few weeks to come to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a total of two games to decide the national championship. Mm-hmm. There's 32 to decide who wins national championship in college basketball. You know what I'm saying? There's 32. Well, not 32. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Our team has to play. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, so do we want to move on to the pros? Because there's a whole lot to get to in the pros. There sure <laughs> fucking is. Let's get to no, there isn't. There's the game of the season. Oh, no, 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 no. Stop trying, to, stop trying to eat your fucking dessert before you eat your fucking veggies. We got to talk about, we got to talk about Alex Smith and uh, him doing his Joe Theismann impersonation. In front of Joe Theismann? On the anniversary, <laughs> you think Theismann was up in the stands like, oh, oh, so that's what oh. that looks like. Except for Lawrence Taylor isn't doing the best acting of his life, acting like he's concerned for him. Yeah, 
you know, Lawrence Taylor wasn't like, oh my God, I hurt this white quarterback. Come get this white boy. <laughs> like, like, you know, it was like, he's like, paralyzed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, his socks. get his socks. He walked up to him and was like, that's what you get, white boy. And then started waving people from the sideline like, I'm very concerned about him. You need to come take a look at him. <laughs> yeah. By the way, his leg went through the skin and I staked that motherfucker's bone into the ground. So you're going to have to pull him literally out the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know that's what you get tell your mama that's what she gets so let you out here with killers son <laughs> <laughs> but no man uh, so I have seen still images I won't watch it I've heard I've heard everything I've need to hear here no thank you um Compound fracture means it went through the skin. That's all I need yeah. to know. <laughs> JJ uh! Watts, a heck of a son of a bitch. That's what you need to know. Um, so my question is, uh, one, it's one question, two parts. I may revise it to three, but at the moment I only have two parts. Does Alex Smith make a full recovery to play again? And if he does... Is he anywhere near as effective as he's as he's been so far in his career? Uh, no, you know, I had no. that thought earlier today. Like this could just this is probably like all right, everybody, thanks for coming out. It's been a good we had a good time, but we're done here. Because now it reminds me, I wanted to look up how old he is because I think he's thirty four. Yeah, just, just be a man, do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's 34. He'll be 35 next year. Yeah, this is it. This is like this we saw the end of somebody's career on Sunday then. If that's his age. I mean, I mean <laughs> Well, that's why Kansas City got rid of him. They saw the future and it wasn't him. Well, they didn't see this. Yeah. No, uh-uh. Okay, so according to Adam Schefter, Alex Smith suffered a compound fracture. Meaning the bone broke through the skin per source. Uh, Trauma surgeons discovered Smith suffered a spiral fracture in his leg defined as a long bone broken by a rotational force. Smith, 34, faces a lengthy rehab process to try to return. That's right. Smith's leg was literally twisted to the point of breaking through the skin. That, for lack of a better word, is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Official comment from the NFL. Ew. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, come on, man. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, this would be, I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about can he make a comeback, would we? No, we'd be saying this is it. So, I mean, this is... I, I, I don't think the odds are in his favor. Hey, more power to you. Good luck. Good, good for you for being like... If, if he's like, I'm going to be positive and I'm going to come back from this and I'm going to play at as high a level as I was playing at and whatever. Okay, cool. Good for you. I'm, I'm glad you have all that positivity. Charlie Sheen's positive, too. I don't know how long he's going to last. Okay, yeah. so... You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, sometimes... 
you know, life does hand you more than you can handle. And, you know, just being brutally honest, just the still picture of that break is like, mm, okay. I mean, if he was 24, I'd be questioning if he's going to make it back to the pros. Yeah, it's going to take a long fucking time to come fully come back from that. I mean, I personally, since I've watched football, like, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, I have seen injury upon injury where I'm like, oh, he's done. And sometimes they do make it back, and, and it stuns the shit out of me, and I'm like, how the hell? Yeah, but he's 34, like... He's right. Not, he's not going to heal like he would have at 24. Now, I'm not saying he couldn't make it back. I, I'm I'm going to go with you on that. It's He's 34. He's had his run. It's all over. I'm, I'm saying it, he's at least 36 years old before he's playing another down of NFL football if he tries right. to come back. And, and why? 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 For what? And what's the likelihood of you're going to be good and a starter at 36 after coming off an injury like that? Yeah, it's it's just not even... Might as well buy a lot of ticket because you got better chances. I mean, I'm just making the statistics up, but I, that's just what I think. Right off the top of my head, similar injury. Do you guys remember when Navarro Bowman from San Francisco got the helmet to the knee and bent his shit backwards? Vaguely, but yes. I, I watched his knee bend the opposite direction, straight back. I said, that's done. <laughs> You're through. Oh, same probably, thing. Same thing with Willis McGahee. Right. Yeah. But then you look at someone like uh, uh, Napoleon McCallum, who played for uh, the Raiders, and had that that type of injury, and that was his career. Ken Norton sent that motherfucker packing into the sunset. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it. But I mean, there was also, if I remember correctly, he he ripped three ligaments in his knee, ruptured an artery in his knee, tore the calf, hamstring, like muscles, ripped muscles off the bone, plus nerve damage. So, like, I, I remember that injury and going like, Ugh. like, the, the, hearing the details was worse than seeing it because it's like, oh my God, dude, how could you ever fucking get to the point where you could ever even use that leg 100% again? I mean, you know, okay, you ruptured an artery in your left knee because you injured your knee so bad. That's horrible. You tore three ligaments in your knee. That's horrible. You ripped muscle and hamstrings from the bone. That's horrible. And you have nerve damage all up and down your leg. Now put them all together. That's not a big Reese's Pieces cup you just made. That's a big pile of get the fuck out of here. Nope. No thank you. I mean, God. Thank God this isn't a fucking like, you know, visual podcast. Yeah, because I'd be like, looking, looking like uh, uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, like trying not to get. When the medical staff runs up to you and goes, "Holy shit!" You know it's bad. Yeah, when they look at you and the first thing they say is, "Uh oh." Yeah. Uh, do you remember last season in the NBA, the Boston Celtics? I can't remember his Hayward, name. Was. Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Everyone watched yeah. his ankle snap. Yeah, that shit was gross, too. He just shit. jumps up, comes down, his shit's pointing to the right, and ah! the rest of them thinking about that. Forward. That shit was gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, look, I hey, ultimately... That shit is gross! Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Uh, you know, whatever. Good luck to you, man. Alex Smith, hope you make a full recovery. But I don't. I don't think I. I, I Not even close. I don't Not think he's coming back. Yeah, yeah I think we've seen is... him. I think that was it for Alex Smith. But, hey, Here comes you know the Colt McCoy but, era. But while you're uh, resting, the the Washington Redskins are doing their due diligence and finding a replacement. The butt fumble. They worked out Mark Sanchez, <laughs> TJ Yates, and EJ Manuel. And this is where I go and I go, it's ESPN's bit, but come on, man. We can't work out Cap. The shit pile you worked out, you can't work out Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I will say to What's that. What's Mark Sanchez, 45? <laughs> I will say to that. Uh, he sat out for what? How many seasons now? Oh, is this is this two and a half or one and a half? This is the second season he's not playing. Right. So, so essentially one and a half, give or take. We'll just call it a half. Round it down, just to be polite. Um, it's a long time to go without playing football. And yes, I realize Colin Kaepernick was in amazing shape. He is a physical fucking specimen. That does not mean he's in game shape. Two-word answer, Des Bryant. Uh That's what I'm saying. I mean, just because he's in, you know, ready to to model for GQ with his shirt off shape doesn't mean he can go out there and play football at the level he once was. He hasn't done it. So, uh, from that Aspect, okay, I guess I get it, but no one you named to me has a bigger upside than him. Yeah. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you at least work him out and see where he's at? Uh, it, he's he's completely done in the NFL. That's why. Last season so showed you that. When he filed that lawsuit. Yeah, that was that was coating yep. the bridge in gasoline and striking a match. Yeah, that was dropping. A, that was dropping a fucking a thermonuclear, like you know, planet destroyer on that bridge. Mm-hmm. It, it, I I think we I think we all agreed on that when he filed it. We were like, okay, that's it, right? There's no team that's ever going to fucking hire him now. He turned around and bit the hand that fed. This is not necessarily how I'm looking at it, and I I'm not going to speak for you two. But the owners are looking at it, I'm sure, like this. Whoa, you know, even if we would have given you another chance, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did with that lawsuit. <laughs> There's the owners going, not cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the frog and the scorpion. You know, scorpion goes, hey, to the frog, give me a ride across the river. I can't because you'll, you'll sting me and we'll both drown. No, I won't. Halfway across, scorpion stings him. Why the fuck do you do that? Bitch, I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. Kaepernick was like, you know, they were like, hey, look, you know, keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, play your cards right. You might get a phone call. Kaepernick was like, mm, not good enough. I'm going to file a lawsuit. Why the fuck do you file a lawsuit? Because now we can never hire you. Bitch, because I'm an SJW. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, at this look, at this point, whether or not I agree with his crusade has nothing to do with it. Too much fucking shit has happened. 
too much bullshit in the press has went back and forth. Too many people besides him have spoken either on his behalf or behalf of the people who have have talked to him looking to maybe give him a job. This has grown into something that is no longer just his crusade. Mm-hmm. This has grown into something that is taking on a life of its own. And yeah. Look, last season, Chicago did the exact same thing that Washington's doing now, almost with the same caliber players. One of them is the same player. All right, And Miami brought back <laughs> Jay Cutler out of, out of the broadcast booth and paid him an obscene amount of money for one season instead of working out cap. He's done. That's it. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it sucks. But if he wants to have a career that involves football, it might be a very long shot, but he might want to start looking into trying to get work his way up to ranks of coaching in the NCAA somewhere. Because I don't think he's ever... He less miles of Kansas and less retires. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D'Antonio might be looking for a new offensive coordinator. That's true. You know? If we can get the, head, the headphones around the afro, though. Oh, I'm sure he... he, he, he just like uh, Eddie Murphy and coming to America, I, mean, I use no Afro Sheen, just natural juices and berries, you know. So I'm sure it's soft and fluffy, and you can fit something over it. Well, right, speaking of working your ranks of coaching, uh, we didn't talk about this in the chat, but I want to get to it before we get to the talk about the games. The fuck is going on in Cleveland? Talking about Condoleezza Rice, like is a serious candidate for a coaching job there. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but she sits on the, the selection committee for Ooh, the fucking... Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's like... I'm sorry. Did this... Is this woman, like, a football expert and it just snuck under the fucking radar and no one knows about it? I know. She goes calling plays for somebody. I, I, it's, I'm, just, I'm just left shaking my head. Like, I... Was she the person that told him to use... Uh, that uh, told Malcolm Butler to pick that pass off? Who was the reporter that, that Joe Namath was like, I want to kiss you? Oh, Susie Colbert? Yeah. If Susie Colbert, if I heard she was up for the job, I'd be like, well, that makes more sense than Condoleezza Rice. Con- what, like, yeah, what, she, she helped pick the football pl- uh, playoff for a couple of years. Ooh. How the hell does that even... Qu- but she did come out and say that she would like to work her way up. She's not ready to be head coach. <laughs> so, oh, whatever, well. whatever the fuck that means... <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's willing to work her way up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, somehow I don't see her being a water person anytime soon, okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying that, so. Uh, let's, let's just, okay, let's just throw caution to the wind and be absolute assholes about it. If they hired her as the head coach... That's just a fucking PR stunt. Yeah, isn't that's it? stunt casting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's them. That's them going. We're the Browns. We suck. We understand we're we're going to suck for a long time, but hey, look how progressive we are. Can somebody please come watch this shit product and support this shit product we're putting on the field? Yeah, we'll get in the paper somehow. Yeah, but uh, just I, I just like when I saw that on Sunday, I'm like, wait, like. It, like, am I that high? Did I like I I did, was, I did a double take on it. I was like, wait, what? It's one of those kind because of, it came out in the morning too. 
So it's like the morning, I'm waking in bacon, it's Sunday football. I'm like, wait, what? This, yeah, probably one of the strangest stories we'll talk about this year, at least from this, the world of football. But speaking of football, let's talk about the games. Uh, let's just, Thursday night football. Like, so if you're in Green Bay, you're hitting a panic button, right? You're like four, five, and one. You know, we're now, season's now 75% over after this coming week. Doesn't look like the Packers are coming out of the, the North. No. Like, and it ain't, the problem ain't been Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's been Aaron Rodgers all year. Like this, you know, this, this game he threw for what? What's it say? 332 and two TDs? I mean, that looks to me like the numbers of a quarterback who did his job. You know, he can't catch the ball as well. Well, I mean, if you want to talk, you know, panic button. Uh, I mean, for this season, fine. Are you panicking for the future? Are you looking to go in the draft and, and, and waiting for that, that possible franchise quarterback to fall in your lap like they did with Aaron Rodgers? And, and start the whole, okay, we're going to set you for a few years behind Rodgers. And then, you know, you're looking three, four years from now. Okay, Rodgers, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun at times, but those times are over. Well, it's, see ya. He's just, oh, I think him and Alex Smith are the same age. Like, it's time to start thinking about the future. Aaron a- is not uh, a <laughs> 25, 26-year-old kid anymore. It's just weird because, what, 2008 was his first full season playing? Yeah, but that was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, but he sat for what, three seasons? Mm-hmm. He gave up three seasons of his career to sit behind Favre. And it paid off. I know, it absolutely did. And it paid off for the, the only people who give a shit is the people who drafted him who wanted another Lombardi trophy. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't remember there being like you know a, a, a huge outcry for you know Favre has to go now that we drafted Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You know it was there was quite a few Green Bay fans who were like even when they were like okay Favre's going to retire here's Aaron no! Rodgers. They're like oh people. no we suck again. Yeah. <laughs> But we can still beat the Lions twice a year. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a Seahawks fan, you better calm the fuck down. Because I think your record indicates what your team's going to be this year, 5-5. Five and five. At the, at, Yeah, don't get excited in Seattle. And if you're in Green Bay, I mean, yeah, this season, it's over. But, uh, yeah, I think in the long run, they'll be all right. But, yeah, this may be time to start thinking about, you better start planning for the future past A.A. Ron. Because, yeah, he's not as young as he used to be. Not even close. Yeah. Cowboys, Falcons. Uh, the, yeah. the boys pulling one out here. But I, but I think this, again, this is two teams that are going to end up middle of the pack going at each other. But Jesus Christ, you would think that Dallas won the fucking Super Bowl this week. I swear to fucking God. The things I have been seeing, I mean, I guess they embrace this America's team shit, huh? Because, <laughs> because, because it's because uh, Alex Smith got injured. So like, oh, the Cowboys are five and five. Alex Smith got injured, and they play each other on Thanksgiving. It's like that whole reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> but yeah, it's got the Cowboys Nation all fired up again. Well, that, I mean, that's what Uncle Jerry wants, though, right? As long as those seats are filled, 
I mean, hey, Uncle, look, Uncle Jerry's like any other businessman. He, unless he's delusional, he knows he's not winning the Super Bowl this year, which is his ultimate goal every mm-hmm. year. And it goes, win the Super Bowl, sell every seat, and make money. Yeah. That's how that, that's, I guarantee you, that's how his priority list goes. So as long as they keep putting asses in the seats and he can keep cashing those checks, he's going to be fine. No one cries for Uncle Jerry, trust me. Yeah. No need to. Is Atlanta the best-looking 4-6 team? Because I have to say, Atlanta, when you watch them play, they don't look like their record. But they are their record. But at the same time, I, I said a few weeks ago, like, just something about Atlanta. I I think it, you put it better than I, I, I did a few weeks ago. They look better than their record. But ultimately, what do you do? You are your record. Yeah. You know, almost it, 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 horseshoes, hand grenades. Does not count in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, when a shitty day for Matt Ryan is two ninety one and one touchdown. I mean, come on, like, uh Julio one hundred and eighteen and a touchdown. Like, uh, but they're yeah, they're four and six, and, and they're in the division with the Saints. We'll get to that in a few. Uh, uh, here we go, Lions Panthers. Here you go, Ice. What you, you pick? Sunshine's on a dog's life. But say you, you picked the Lions to win. We did not. I did that because they were at home. This whole week is just this whole season, dude. Is a bunch of what the fuck? And the riverboat, riverboat, Ron. What the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> All right, what? kick the extra point. Go to overtime. <laughs> Hello, you play to win the game. I get. Yeah, you know, well, he lost the game. I know, absolutely. And if I remember correctly, didn't Dungey or not Dungey, but uh. Uh, Herm Edwards, when they mm-hmm. asked him, his whole thing was, I was trying to win the game. You play to win the game. Yeah. Uh, but still, you tie the game, you play to, you live to play more football, and then win the game. I do think it's hilarious that even here in Detroit, the Lions won against the Panthers, and all everyone could talk about was why the fuck the Panthers went for two. <laughs> I know, right? No credit oh, yeah, was given to the Lions. Too. Yeah, no credit was given to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Like, like, in in this in this comparison, I think it's an apt comparison. Even in victory, the Lions aren't given credit. Much like people that hate Trump, even if he cured cancer, they'd be like, "A cure for cancer is racist." We protest. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it's just they, they they can't they can't win. They can't win for losing. No, yeah, they no. can't. The funny part is, my wife fell asleep during the game, came back and goes. I woke up and go, oh, the Lions won. I was like, no, Carolina gave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, Carolina lost. That's what happened. It, it, that is essentially what happened. And that's the plight of the Detroit Lions. Even in victory, you get no credit. Because <laughs> they didn't deserve it. Because it's <laughs> what you said is absolutely correct. Carolina lost. The Lions didn't win. Oh, God. It must suck to be in that locker room. I <laughs> know, right? Like, seriously, I just... Uh, I don't have a lot of money, but I would, I would, I would, I would do like a lot of community service to be a fly on the wall, like at halftime and after those games this season, and just to hear some of the like, really, like when they went in feeling good, like we won, we won, we won, and the reporters come in, they go, so how does it feel knowing that you would have lost if it went to overtime? (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, I'm sorry. Did I just fuck your mother and her ass on the 50-yard line in the middle of Ford Field? No. 
I just want a football game. Don't come in here all salty with me. But that's exactly what happens every fucking time. <sighs> SOL, baby. SOL. Yeah. Uh, Broncos edging out the Chargers by a point. I personally think like this was just a division opponent getting up for the game. Like I think if you're a Chargers fan, everything's going to be fine. Because, I mean, Phillip threw for 401 yards. Get the fuck out of here. Like. <laughs> I think that I think this is an aberration, and like I said, I think this is a division opponent. Got came came a little bit more to play than you expected him for. I, I, I think if you are a Chargers fan, you'll be fine. You're still a playoff team. Well, I mean, they're tied for the third best record in the AFC. They're yeah. tied with New England, Houston, and the only reason Pittsburgh has a well, actually Pittsburgh, yeah, the only reason Pittsburgh has a better winning percentage is that tie. And let's that's be it. honest, anything in the W column with Denver this year has come from that defense. That's that's my opinion. But, I mean, they still got Von Miller. That defense is still pretty formidable. It's a, it's seen better days, but it's still one of the better defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd be happy if, I mean, I'd be happy if that defense was on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Von Miller came to Detroit. I wouldn't, I would not be mad. Yeah, I I wonder what happened to his with it. career, but yeah. <laughs> did you get caught in Thailand with a lady boy? Is <laughs> yeah. that how come you're here in Detroit? What happened? Mm. It would be scary if he joined Chicago right now. Yeah, it'd be Chicago, absolutely hard. Chicago don't need no more help. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to Chicago's. That. Chicago's pissing me off, but that's yeah. We'll get to it. Uh, Colts Titans. Oh, what a difference a week makes with the Titans. Or a week ago, everyone's talking about, ooh, playoff team, Marcus Mariota. Here they go. Wait, what, where is it at? Here we go. Oh. Lost Mariota. And you got housed by the fucking Colts. 38 to 10. Who's it? Dennis Green? They are who we thought they were? <laughs> Opie's pissing on you. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that from? White man can't jump. That's what I thought. <laughs> Yo, Opie, you better go back to Mayberry and tell Aunt B to make my bean pies. I'm gonna smack that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take all these bricks and build a homeless shelter, and that way your mama and your sister can move out my house. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, thank you. I gotta watch it. It's got some good shit talking in it. <laughs> All right, sorry. That is. It came out of left field and caught me in the funny yeah. bone. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden, the Colts are five and five. The Titans. I mean, to me, this is the, the beginning of they become you know a sub five hundred team, and we'll see you next year. All of this, as I was watching it, I was sitting here going, this isn't even opening acts. This is just letting everybody come in and get in their seat for the main courses. Mm-hmm. Every one of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Giants get a win. And nobody gave a fuck. They were like, next. Fitzmagic gets benched again. So Captain, <laughs> yeah. Captain Crab Legs back in the mix. And I, ESPN Fantasy... Saying that 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 Winston is a is is a great 
sleeper pickup for week 12. Shut the fuck up. Okay, stop. <laughs> All right, just stop. Stop trying to every other week push either Fitz or fucking Captain Crableg as some sort of like, you know, I, you know what? Hey, to be honest with you, I pay more attention to the actual fucking wins and losses than I do the fantasy shit. You can check my record in the league. That'll back up my statement. But, the, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, stop trying to push like, like this is like some sort of great, like, you know, quarterback by committee situation here. Maybe in fantasy point scoring it is, but not in the win-loss category. And that's what really matters here in the real fucking world. Yeah, this is in the offseason. Tampa Bay has got some serious soul-searching to do with who they want to play quarterback. And I just dread another quarterback carousel. Old people go to Florida, right? Eli, send them to Florida to re- send them to Tampa Bay to retire. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> totally take Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you know what? Drew Brees washed up, sun is set. Send him to Tampa. Yeah, it's our own busted. Nah, I'll to, take him. According to the Ice Man. <laughs> uh, let's see. We mentioned the text. That guy. Texans beat the Redskins. Everyone's like, ooh, the Texans have won seven in a row. Let's, I want to look. You know me. I want to look at who have the Texans beat. It's been seven shit teams in a row. That's why no they've lucky. won. No lucky. Uh, the Colts, so a five and five team. The Cowboys, uh, f- I think they're either a four and six team or five and five team. Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins, Broncos. Yeah, they didn't beat nobody. Whatever, nope. why is everybody like, ooh, the Texans? Because it's the Texans. But looking at the rest of their schedule, we'll see you in the playoffs. Uh, Deshaun Watson for the win. They have the Titans, the Browns, the Colts, the Jets, the Eagles, the Jaguars. You all seen the playoffs, Texans. Yeah. They, You're going to win your division. They have nobody to play. They've beat nobody. Meh. And... Every quarterback who lines up under center is thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I saw that injury. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody, yeah. somebody put a leash on J.J. Watt, please. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I understand these are professionals. They, 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 they live for the moment. That ultimately, you know, ultimately, in a perfect world, the past – is forgotten the minute it happens and the future doesn't matter because they're so focused on what's going on right now. But that type of injury, I got to imagine any quarterback for the rest of the season playing the Texans look up and see fucking J.J. Watt coming at him with bad intent in their eyes. Like, oh, hell no. Yeah, you die for the ground. Mm -hmm. In the fetal position. (laughs) Like, like. What was it? What was it? Necessary roughness. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. You know, exa- just running mm-hmm. behind the, the official. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-mm. fuck that. I swear to God, if I was playing the Texans this week, I'd be like, I retire. Yeah. All right. This game. Let's talk about this game. The Steelers at the Jaguars. First of all, Jaguars suck. We were all puffed up about them earlier this year because they were in the AFC Championship game against England last year, or New England last year, and the refs screwed them out of it, blah, blah, blah. Great. You came back this year with no offense and your vaunted defense, which, yeah, whatever. You're a 3-7 team. Next. And you know what? I thought about this while I was watching this game, and God damn it, we did it again. Yeah, that's another opinion of the Jaguars' offense. 
is we sat here the first half of the season talking, oh, Pittsburgh, we don't know. Uh, and in, in the first year of the show, did we talk about Pittsburgh's second half team? Yeah. Because as we sit here, Pittsburgh 7-2-1, and one, looking just fine. Yeah. I think they're shook. Without Bell, too. Yeah. And, and I think they went into the – yeah, it was 16 to 6 going into the fo- uh, the fourth quarter. They went in the fourth quarter down 10 points, scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, they're doing it without Antonio Bell and they're going to keep doing it without Antonio Bell, Antonio Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. So, yeah, I mean even Leonard Leonard Fournette had come back at a good game and it doesn't really Jacksonville has no one to throw the ball to. They also have nobody to throw the ball. Like, can we just declare the Blake Bortles experiment over and get yourself a decent quarterback down there so you can actually be a yearly contender, Jacksonville? Yeah, no shit. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, even when Iceman's like, okay, it's time. They They need to scout quarterbacks heavy for this fucking, this draft. And they need a receiver, too. Marquise Lee went down, and that was it. He was supposed to be their, their, uh, I've, oddly enough, their marquee Marquise was supposed to be their marquee guy down there, as far as receivers go. Well, look, man, I understand all that, but if unless you have a chance to pick up someone on like a Calvin Johnson type level, and you're sitting there looking at you know two, maybe three possible franchise quarterbacks that you're sold on, you better pick the fucking quarterback to start building around yeah. versus the wide receiver. You can. It's not the ideal situation, but the league is changing. You can make a trade or pick up a wide receiver in fucking free agency. If, if Jacksonville is going to exploit their, their Super Bowl window, they need to understand they have to have something more than a defense. Yeah. I mean, and... You have to score points. Outside of Tennessee? Oh, no, actually Houston also. Oh, man, I, I just shit all over my own point. Never mind. Sorry, I was going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, still, I maintain, you know, they've given up less points in New England, Pittsburgh, not Houston, and Kansas City. But they've also scored less than anybody except for Oakland and Buffalo. Well, it reminds me of when uh, JV would pitch lights out and then get no run support. Like you Exactly. Gotta, <laughs> you got to have offense to support the defense. And Scherzer go out and pitch a one-run game and get 12 runs. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, uh, and then JV pitched the next day, and you know, yeah, no runs through nine innings, hundred and thirty pitches, and they take them out of the game, and it's like, I really, you couldn't bunt someone over. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in. Really, here. Ed Bell for fifty-two, uh, fifty-one saves on fifty-two shots and loses. Yeah, it's actually an apt comparison, but oh, I was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you still are pissed. I can feel your pissedivity coming down the line. <laughs> I still remember the stat. This, yeah, I'm pretty pissed. In my opinion, the world is right again. Jacksonville sucks. Like, we had that one-year aberration last year. Jacksonville, Jacksonville was such a one-year wonder that I actually started to kind of like their goofy-ass question their sexuality helmets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, ah. and And this is coming from someone who hates Tampa Bay's shitty, horrible fucking college football uniforms. 
And, like, you know, Jacksonville was like, I, I was like, I saw them so much in the postseason. I was like, I guess I'm starting to grow. These homes are starting to grow on me. No, they're just gross again. That's all they <laughs> are. <laughs> Uh, next game up. Uh, I also uh, we see. I believe we have seen another quarterback play his last down of NFL football. His name is Joe Flacco. I think the Lamar Jackson era began on Sunday in Baltimore. And yeah, I think I think Joe Flacco is about to get Tom Brady'd or Drew Bledsoe'd, whatever you want to call it. Because <laughs> the first game he starts, they win. Right, and it was above, and it was against an above five hundred team. So if you're the coach, I mean, you're gonna ride, you're gonna ride the hot hand, right? I mean, I granted, right. I'm getting really excited over one game, but I, the problem is, are they going to be able to use a dual threat quarterback effectively? Because his last name is Harbaugh. Well, the reason I say that is because you know. Everyone knows Michael Vick could could throw if he had to, but I mean, I'll never forget the 2002 America's Game where they're talking about. So we put on the third down reel before we play Michael Vick, and Simeon Rice looks at Warren Sapp and go, "Is this his highlight reel?" And Sapp goes, "Hell no, fool! This is the third down reel." And he's just like, "Jesus Christ, how are we going to stop this motherfucker?" You know what I'm yeah. saying, like. Like, and it was it was a given. Put a put a spy on him. Give him a personal bodyguard from your linebacking core, which is what they did with Derek Brooks. Make him throw the ball. They beat him. So you got to know how to use a a, a quarterback. I mean, because three thirteen for nineteen hundred fifty yards, no touchdowns, one interception. But he also rushed on twenty seven carries for one hundred seventeen yeah. yards. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to sound like uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to rush him and know when to pass him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's very few coaches who can who can walk that tightrope. It seems with those type of players. For some reason, in the pros, I don't know if it's because the game is so much faster. The players are are faster, are bigger, are stronger. But those dual threat quarterbacks that can run and throw. Looking at Tim Tebow. Looking at, you know, uh, uh, oh, shit. Russell? Well, he's had success at the NFL level. I'm t- oh, fuck. He went to Cleveland. Come on, man. Party boy. Oh, uh, Johnny. Manziel. Yeah, Money Manziel. Like, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, that worked for him in the fucking in college. Didn't exactly translate in the pros. I was working for one guy in Kansas City. We'll get to him in a couple minutes. Oh, uh, we're so going to get to that yeah. guy. Um. Hey, the toilet bowl. Chucky got himself a win. And got himself grabbed up by the scruff of his neck by his fucking tight end. <laughs> and no fucks were given. Nobody cared. Yeah, because they won. I, this game was tough to watch, man. I mean, if, I don't know if you guys watch Red Zone, but usually the you usually end up seeing a good portion of the 4 o'clock games just because there's not, you know, the, the last couple of weeks there's been six teams on by, so there's only been like three 4 o'clock games. Uh, the score indicated the score was as close as the ability of this of both of these teams, which is not much. This is just a bad football game to watch. This is a painful game to watch. Um, it's just two teams who suck sucking it up together. Um, that's really all I gotta say about it. I don't know how John Gruden still has a job. 
maybe just because he was expensive. I mean, but ugh. I let's put it this way: if the rest of the season goes the way the season so far has went, he better fucking pull some major magic out his ass next season. Because mm. I can't imagine he's going to have a long leash. Better win out and go eight and eight. <laughs> I think I think things are going exactly as they planned it. Man. I'm going to stick to that. There, we are. there, there it is. The tinfoil hat hasn't been on much this show. <laughs> well, and it would come really out when the Raiders hat. showed up. It's not really a tinfoil you, hat. You think he's there to tank? No, I just think he's there uh, to rebuild. So by the time they get to Vegas, they have a team that's competitive. Right. They want to get rid of what they had. They want to get rid of the, well, you're good, so now you're going to leave us, you know, Mystique. And uh, then they're going to rebuild, and Gruden knows how to build. Well, I guess we'll see. It's uh, it's really not much more to talk about about this game. This was was the toilet bowl. Um, All right, and then next we had the Eagles playing Alabama. I mean, New Orleans. (laughs) <laughs> God, I, they are New I, Orleans is are, are they're they're the Crimson Tide of the NFL right now. I mean, let's let's. I think we've done this a million well, times, but oh, Kansas City's pretty pretty close to the Crimson Tide. But they put up what? Let's see, forty, forty three, thirty three, forty three, forty five, fifty one, forty eight. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have never been so wrong about a football player in my life. Absolutely correct on that one. I am so sorry, Drew Brees. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I have a feeling he's the type of guy, though, that if he does win this year, he'll go, all right, that's it. We're not going to do this embarrassing, watch me decline shit. We're going to go out on top. He, he just He seems like that kind of guy, like that kind of personality. I just love it that you're like... I am so sorry, Drew Brees, if I offended any professional anyway. quarterback who the Sun has not def- has definitely not set on in yeah. the NFL this year. Yeah, I'm like, I am they're, so like, sorry. Yeah, they're, ta- they're talking about MVP for this guy, which another 363, four TDs. Jesus Christ. This is a 39-year-old man. I mean, seriously, if you Somebody look, forgot to tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> If you look at their points for versus L.A.'s points for, L.A. does have the edge on them. But New Orleans, and for all the talk about L.A.'s fucking defense, New Orleans has given up less points. Yeah, because we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. Against Super Bowl champion Eagles. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles look like a Pop Warner team. Hey, it's the Make-A-Wish I, Foundation. We're playing against them. Look, man, I'm glad, you know, because I have a, a very close, dear friend from Philly. I'm glad they won the Super Bowl. But all is back right with the universe because Philly are the Eagles again. Yeah. Like, 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 like. Golden Tate from a four and six to a four and six. How's, let's, let's how's just, that feel? Let's just say that, you know, Patty's Pub ain't full right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it's 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 not always sunny anymore. It's really partly cloudy with a chance of getting your ass kicked. Right? <laughs> so shit's starting to look like forks and shit. But yeah, I mean, 
I said it in the chat on Sunday, guys. I mean, we, we could suck the Rams dick all we want, but I think the NFC goes through New Orleans right now. I really do. And true, right. the Saints beat the Rams. Well, I mean, right now, on paper, that's your NFC championship game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think it's going to be a, a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl, and if you use the transitive property, the Saints are going to beat the Chiefs. Because they beat the Rams, they just beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, once again, always, always, always a team in my division. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Atlanta's been to the Super Bowl. New Orleans has been to the Super Bowl and won one. Carolina went to a Super Bowl. And Tampa's just sitting there like... Hey, anybody, re- anybody remember Simeon Rice? John Lynch? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're, Rondé Barber? <laughs> you do podcasts with two Lions fans. Did you preach to the choir? <laughs> I know. I should be happy I got my one. And and amazingly, I wasn't blackout drunk when they won, so I have I was like brown out. So I have like some memories of them actually <laughs> winning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, people talking about if Philly got a, a, a Super Bowl hangover. No, they got alcohol poisoning and they're in critical condition yeah. in the hospital still. Yeah, someone needs to shove some charcoal down their throats and give them to puke up whatever they're fucking. Yeah, they've been they're sitting in their stomach. Either that or find the hair of the dog. Do something. Yeah, well, they they don't have a running back and yeah, the receiver core is. Receiver core is great. Carson Wentz. I don't know where he went, but he sh- better get back. Yeah. Well, well. Because Nick Foles was the shit, and you're not. Yeah. Where's Big Dick Nick? Bet he'd be six and four, not four and six. Uh, but moving on to uh, the SNF NFC North battle: Vikings at the Bears and the Bears. Uh, coming out of nowhere this season. Apparently, going to be the team that looks like they're coming out of the North, and you're still hoping for the Vikings. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I understand you got to dance with who brought you, but Chicago can Ugh. just it just suck on uh, all of our dicks. Fuck Chicago. It, they went from a fucking three stooges with a healthy dose of Laurel and Hardy and a little bit of fucking Benny Hill at quarterback last year to. Seven and three, really, really, yeah, really, okay, yeah. Fuck that team, serious. <laughs> <laughs> like that was no, no one except for the biggest Chicago homer or the most casual Chicago Bears fan who goes, "We're going to win the Super Bowl every year." Thought that this was going to happen this season. Chuck Swirsky, uh, super no. fans. <laughs> I guess trading up to get Mitch Trubisky, uh, I guess they knew what they were doing. Uh, yeah, I made fun of them, but they did it. But. He's looking good this year, man. Like He's, he's looking like they knew what they were fucking doing when they picked him. Look, Seriously. They, they traded up. They got Trubisky. They stole Khalil Mack. Yeah, the bag of footballs for Khalil Mack. Not they just found him on the Raiders. corner. Not just from the Raiders. They stole him away from the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Because if they got him for that... Anybody could have had him for a little bit more, mm-hmm. and nobody was offering it up. What's Oops. that tell you? There's, there's, there's some shrewd. But the Patriot way sucks in the in the Lions camp. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's, there's, there's some shrewd moves and some decent 
much better than decent football minds at the top of that fucking organization that are calling the shots. And they weren't given credit for it. And you know what? I bet you they're sitting back in the buckwheat laying in the cut like, yeah, go ahead and keep underestimating us. I'll play Deputy Dewey. I'm, I, I, set your expectations low, and we'll just sneak on in and do what we do. Yeah. That's another reason fuck this team. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, unfortunately, I have to live up to my moniker. I called it, everybody. When I saw that Khalil Mack was put over into Chicago, I was screaming to high heaven. I knew what was coming. I told you what was coming. And then oh, it came, and then now i got to sit here and go, fuck. I can't call him the toilet bowl anymore. Uh, how long of a contract he signed with Chicago? A year. One million years. I'm sure if no, they... seriously, No, seriously, what's his, what's his contract with Chicago? I Is think it just... it's a year. That's it? Yes. Uh, they didn't sign him to an extension? No. no. Okay. Just to finish out just to finish out the uh, year, his contract year. Because I'm just saying, if I was a Lions fan, I'd be like, go someplace else. Go someplace. If you're not coming to Detroit, go someplace else. Not in my division either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to see you twice a year. No, I don't. In fact, go go to the AFC. I don't want to see your ass except for once every couple of years. <laughs> and and even then, I hope you get the bird flu or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> eat some bad romaine lettuce and get like tomaine or whatever the fuck is going around. You know, like just just don't play me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to Monday night. Oh, Monday night. Oh, Ice Man, we made you put a clothespin on it several times. Now you can just take the clothespin off and spew everywhere. Do this seriously. This was the game of the season. A lot of people called this uh, the Super Bowl preview. Preview my ass. This was the Super Bowl. The Saints weren't playing. But uh, it's... Fuck. Dude, yeah. This game was the Super Bowl. I'll tell you what. Unless the Super Bowl is a rematch of this game, the Super Bowl will not even come close. I don't know. I want to see Saint. I want to see Breeze and Mahomes go against each other. Be like 65 to 63. Like, that's that's... That's what that's uh, who I'm reminded of the most when I watch Mahomes. I'm reminded of of, of young Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Now Mahomes reminds me of Brett Favre mixed with the accuracy of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like is Mahomes to me is in that category of quarterback right now. Like, do, do you give him time to throw? You're fucked. Well, oh yeah, Mahomes in his football career was involved in some shootouts. Mm-hmm. And some high scoring affairs, he does not get shook in those situations. That does not bother him. Yeah, go ahead and score, and give me the ball back. I, I, it, it, and he's like, everybody, calm the fuck down. I got this. Yeah, is the third highest scoring game in NFL history. Four hundred seventy eight yards. He throws six TDs, and he still lost. Like, and, and I do want to say, everyone's been saying. Give it up to these defenses. I was one of them. I, I do got to say, these defenses did make some plays when they needed to, but they both let more than 50 points by. I just want to put that out. But yeah, but look at the offenses, bro. No, I can't believe I, I thought about it, too. 100-point game, 105-point game. I thought about it, too. Where the hell did the defense go? If I was the defensive coordinator, I'd be like, you let by 51 points, bitches. Yeah, but I thought about it back, though. They caused a whole lot of fucking fumbles, returned fumbles yeah, for touchdowns. I mean, in the Rams' defense, when it counted, came up big. The last two picks of Mahomes. Seriously. And 
a lot of interceptions. So the defense was there. It's just the offenses are scary good. And do not dismiss and sleep on the fact that this is the type of games the NFL has been engineering for this outcome for for a couple decades now. All these rule changes, all the the the, the, the penalty flags flying left and right, even the even the announcers on Monday Night Football were like, and yet another penalty flag. Like, but this is what the NFL wants. Dude, they want shootouts. I'm like telling this. you, those rule changes have. I've been talking with another guy. I played fantasy football. The rule changes have affected fantasy football this year too, because they, the there's been a lot of rule changes in the middle of the field this year. You know, where it, it's supposed to make it easier for the running back and you know for the quarterback to not get touched. And it's went from it takes 130 points to win to like it takes 140 points to win now. So yeah, this is you're right, Rich. This has been engineered for a while to get these high scoring affairs. And I mean, but it was but it as was much as as much as awesome. I love it, as much as I love a defensive, you know, smash mouth game. I you know I I got home. I was able to catch the entire fourth quarter, and I was like. uh Damn! Yeah. The only game, like, like seriously, the and this is just personal preference. Uh, all all around fourth quarter, best fourth quarter of Monday Night Football I've seen in my lifetime that I can recall. At least as far as excitement, I'm but sitting here th- cheering for teams I have no emotional investment in. Exactly. However, my favorite will always be jumbo elliott lining up as an eligible receiver and catching that touchdown <laughs> for, to complete the comeback against the dolphins and fucking to, to an empty stadium because all the jets fans left and they came back and made an historic comeback in 2000 on the dolphins that was just because when, the look on his face it, it, it literally looked like corky from life goes on caught the ball and was basking in the glory. Like, he looked a little downsy in that end zone. But it was like, you know what? Otherwise, an otherwise a player whose name would I would not have any idea is burned in my memory. So, that's, you know. But but still, this was, I was like, oh, shit. I I was afraid to get me use the bathroom. Yeah. Even, even I'm like, oh, man, what if I got to really piss? <laughs> What if I get in there and then I feel a turtle head poking through and I got a shit? Can I can I like it out, like bear down and get it out quick enough? <laughs> Wipe, wash my hands, hustle back and not miss a play like. Huh, nope, better stuff this cork up my butthole. Here we go. It ain't, it ain't happening. Tie so I got to get that PlayStation hand. view. Just fire it up on your phone. Go take your shit. <laughs> Keep watching it. Man, it. but like I said, I, I questioned the defense of over 100 points total. There were so many good defensive plays where they bounced the fucking ball off the guy's helmet and the guy took it and ran it back into the end zone for a touchdown. I'm like, really? Well, that sack strip was... Which one? In the fourth quarter. Oh, Donaldson? Was like... Or Donald, I mean? Yeah. I had to, when I had to watch the replay because I was like... That is the cleanest sack strip in for a touchdown I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we can rub Khalil Max balls all we want, but Aaron Donald's going to get Defensive Player of the Year this year. Like if you've been no, following him, so. he's but he's had. A, I don't think so. He's had an insane. He I, I think he's leading in sacks right now. Uh, it'd be close. It'd be very close. There's a difference between 
a player stepped into a defense on a team who went through the season they went through last year and said, all right, everybody get on my shoulders. I'm going to show you how to fucking do this. And a guy playing the best football possibly of his career. That's the difference between Khalil Mack and uh, Aaron geez. Donald. Thank you. Fucking brain fart. Jesus. Get smoke more weed. No, seriously, smoke more weed. It's not even legal yet. The sixth, though. He has, four, he has 14 and a half sacks through 11 games. <laughs> he's a great Dude, defensive lineman. That, I guarantee you that. Yes, but he's on a star-studded defense. If you block Aaron, if you block Donald, then Adamic and Sue comes running through. I mean, you're screwed. And if you block both of them, Ogletree's coming around the end of sack. You're fucked. Khalil Max got eight sacks through eight games. Okay, who does Khalil Mack have on his team? Thank you. Okay, my, there He's, you go. Okay, here's the deal. Khalil Mack versus Mike Ditka. <laughs> who wins? Ditka. <laughs> Ditka by a safety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, awesome game, amazing game. If that's the Super Bowl preview... And the Super Bowl is better, then this might be a Super Bowl that you'll find Rich sitting in front of the TV with an uncracked beer going, I, I, I don't even need this to enjoy this game. Yeah. This game's that enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be it, first time in a long time. People actually fast forward through the commercials. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, this game was this game was as advertised. I, you know what? I totally didn't see that coming. I said somebody's going to buy the farm. Somebody's going to shit the bed. It just didn't happen. It was amazing. I was like, "This is football right here." Yeah, it was great. It was a great fucking game. It's a game people are going to talk about for a long, long ass time. I promise you, if the Super Bowl is not these two repeat, then it's not even going to come close. It's not. It's going to be Chief Saints. It and it won't even come close to this game. I will say this. This game is, in my mind, just like that Monday night Jets-Dolphins game in 2000. This is one of those, if you're a football fan, you're going to go, did you see that game? Fuck yeah, I saw that game. I can tell you where I was when I saw that game. You know what I'm saying? It's going to, it's like, you know, not to compare it to like, you know, the JFK assassination or 9-11, but, you know, how everybody knows like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that. No, but let's compare it to sports. Do you remember where you saw the fight between Avalanche and Red Wings? Uh, the 97 one? Yeah, I saw uh, Sports Center replay because I was living in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was- knows where they saw that fight. Uh, the 98 one, I had just gotten home to my apartment in New York, and I turned on, and I was like, oh, I forgot the game was on. And then the fight broke out, and I was like, oh, shit. And I had to run and pop a tape in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I recorded over my favorite porno at the time. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this will make me harder. Like, That's uh, right. And Juan Osgood are meeting at center ice, and I'm like, this shit better be recording. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Get off my boy. Jenna who? Don't give a fuck. This shit better be recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall yeah, we? No. It just, uh, like I said, it had everything. It had everything. Special teams, defense, offense, seesaw battle. There, what didn't it have? Tell me what it didn't have. 
Okay. Nude Thank chicks. Uh, see, that's your fault. My wife was nude. <laughs> well, well uh, okay. My, mine's not here. All your fault. Can't help you with that one. All right. So, shall we get into the picks? Yeah, let's do it up. Oh, and just hanging on the first place, Rich. What a 626 winning percentage. Uh, uh, what the fuck game was that at the end of Monday night? Wow. Yeah. I'm in second with a 615, and Iceman, you are in third with 603. But only four games separate <laughs> third and first. Uh, so, Rich, uh, you get the honors of picking. What order we get to pick in this week? Uh, Chris or me. All right. So, the Thanksgiving games. Games that will have... Well, it depends when you listen and when I post this. Games that may or may not have happened by the time <laughs> the show is posted. Uh, let's just... Well, the, the home well, we, are re- we, we are recording yeah. on Tuesday the 20th, just so you know. Yes. Well, th- now it's Wednesday morning. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to write the ship this week, so pay attention. Yeah. So, Bears coming into Ford Field to play the Lions. Uh... Yeah, um, let's see, no Carrion Johnson, uh, no Marvin Jones, so caller 10 is possibly our third receiver. Uh, yeah, this possible honorable mention for buttfuck of the week, give me the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, Carrion Johnson with that knee sprain, I don't know if they've released any more info, but they were, you know. He said he avoided surgery. Okay, so a mild sprain is, you know, two to three weeks average. A serious sprain that doesn't require injury, they were talking, or surgery, they were talking like, you know, could be like four to three, four weeks to three months. So that could be all he wrote for this season for him. Yeah, I personally think unless the Lions actually are going to make the playoffs, that's We've seen the last of him till next year. Yeah. Now, as far as my pick, backward down the field. Yeah. There's, it's going to be it's sack time. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. It, it, Bears are going to make fucking turducken out of uh, the Lions. Yeah. Clint Max going to break Matthew Stafford in half. Uh, oh, in the game everyone's been fucking talking about because it's uh, it's a pivotal game. Really, the Cowboys could take over first place. With a win, uh, Redskins going to the Jerry Dome. Uh, sorry, Redskins. It, Colt McCoy is your fucking quarterback. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, you're through, son. Give me the boys. You have to admit, though, when Colt McCoy played for Texas, that was like the perfect Texas quarterback. Name. I know, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, he's playing for the Redskins against the Cowboys in Dallas. Give me the Cowboys. All right. Falcons. Saints. Heading to the Saints. Saints. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, what can you say, dude? Saints. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, both people that are probably in talks for MVP this year. Michael Thomas as well. Everyone gave him shit for when he pulled out the cell phone. 
that was a tribute to Joe Horn, by the way, who did it like 15 years ago. Yeah, give me the fucking Saints. Saints? Yeah, give me the Aints, as in New Orleans ain't gonna let the Falcons win. <laughs> so far, we're, we're all in lockstep this week. All right, get into the Sunday games. The Steelers at the Broncos in 2015. This would have been an awesome game, but it is 2018. Give me the Steelers. Oh, yeah, give me the Steelers. Jesus, God. We have to differ on the picks at some point. Give me the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, uh, I said we were going to write the ship. It won't These be with pretty the, simple picks. Well, it won't be with this next one. Wait, Go no. Ahead. We're not getting into this to this next one because it's the night game. I think they, they probably flex it. That's why it's listed when it's listed. Uh, so we'll go to uh, the Jaguars at the Bills. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, for some reason, the Bills, they're the home team. Oh, Jags. There we go. We finally got our differing opinion. Man, I... Ever since the Bills Mafia have been banned from pile driving each other through tables or whatever, it just ain't been the same in Buffalo. <sighs> but still, they're at home giving the Bills. Okay. Hey, man, there are picks. Let's have them. Uh, no. Browns at the Bengals. Mm. No AJ Green for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But the Browns are still the Browns. Bengals still have Joe Mixon, Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd. Give the Bengals. Browns. Yeah, give me the Bengals. Browns. <laughs> we got you, Ice. Uh, NFC, I'm sorry, AFC East battle. Pats. Had to see the Did Jets. you just call this a battle? Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's a division game. But yeah, it's not going to uh-huh. be much of a battle. Give me the Pats. Pats? Duh, Pats. Duh. Okay, you see, so I'm going to get like... Uh like all like ghetto philosophical on it you know what I'm saying like okay so the Patriots are playing the Jets but the Jets don't beat the Lions and the Lions don't beat the Patriots which means the Jets are going to beat the Patriots what the fuck did you just say little white boy I think he just picked the Jets no I absolutely I'd be I, I, now if I talked like that and I made picks like that I'd be retarded right give me the Patriots yeah <laughs> <laughs> Giants at the Eagles surprisingly only one game separates the record of these teams. The Eagles four and six. Uh-oh. The Giants three and seven. Um, yeah, get, get the fuck out of here. Give me the Eagles. Why do I even think the Giants could possibly win this game? Yeah, no. You, you gotta go Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. All right. Possibly this week's toilet bowl. <laughs> 49ers heading down to Tampa Bay. Taking on the Buccaneers. Captain Crab Legs back at starting quarterback. Um Wow, both these teams are pretty in much in disarray. But the Buccaneers offense is healthier. 
God help me, give me the Buccaneers. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, Forty nine. About to say, come on, while we're young. Yeah. Ah, Buccaneers. Only because they're at home. Believe me, I have no faith in that pick, by the way. Seattle and Carolina taking on the Panthers. <laughs> Give me the Panthers. Yeah, they only flew south because it's cold up there. <laughs> Give me the Panthers. Panthers. All right, Chucky. <laughs> Heading to Baltimore. I say, isn't he playing his brother? But no, that's the other team in the area. Uh, yeah, Raiders taking on the Ravens. Sorry. Sorry, Chucky. Don't get used to winning because Baltimore is going to beat you. Give me the mm-hmm. Ravens. Oh, all about the birds, man. Nevermore. Yep. Give me the Ravens. Arizona heading to LA taking on the Chargers give me the Chargers they're going to be pissed that they lost that game last week and I think they're just going to come out and I think they're going to pound on the Cardinals give me the Chargers yeah but who can the Chargers beat nobody who are the Cardinals nobody there you go A plus B does equal C yeah, it's a perfect game for the Chargers to take out last week's fr- frustrations on. Give me the Chargers. They're only 7-3. Uh, ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah. This, this next matchup. Ew. Yeah. This is the one. Yeah. The Dolphins at the Colts. Actually, now that I think about it, not so much ew. Just but give me the Colts because, yeah, Andrew Luck is being Andrew Luck again. Uh, he's got T.Y. Hilton. He's got Marlon Mack. The Dolphins he's, have... He's got Eric Ebron. I know. The touchdown machine, <laughs> as we used to call him here in Detroit. Uh, yeah, who do the Dolphins have? The yeah. ghost of Don Shula, even though he's not dead yet. 50-year-old <laughs> Frank Gore. Uh, they had a rookie receiver who's on IR. Ooh, they got Kenyon Drake. I could even tell you who the Dolphins' number one. Oh, oh it's Danny Amendola. But yeah, it's all, it's all long answer for giving me the Colts. I'm going to pick them because they're at home. Give me the Colts. Colts. All right. So now. Uh oh. The night game. Uh oh. Fuck is. Uh oh. Yes. Another NFC North. Vikings, their second appearance. The Packers 
heading to Minneapolis. Taking oh. the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. So they start their resurgence. They still over 500. He's not over for him. Yeah, give me the Vikings. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is the only one I'm just like, uh-oh. No, give me the Packers. So, Chris, is gonna you're going to dance with the Vikings because they brought you? Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to steal your bitch for a fucking song. Give me the Vikings. Uh, no, 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 do we, do we, Michigan State versus Rutgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Monday Night Football. football. That's right. Well, after last year, after last week's, does any, no, because this one doesn't matter. (laughs) This one, no. Blaine Gabbert and the Titans. Ooh. Cocaine Blaine, as we called him in Missouri. Heading to Houston to play the Texans. Give me the Texans. Duh. Deshaun, looking at you. Texans. Yeah, Texans. <laughs> hey, Blaine, careful. J.J. Watt is a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, like I said, Michigan State versus Rutgers. Michigan State. Yeah, State. Rutgers does have some nice uniforms, so State. This pick, <laughs> this pick doesn't even matter. Uh, all right, so the biggie, U of M, heading to the horseshoe, taking on Ohio State. New the Ohio State. On Saturday, yes, the Ohio State. Give me Michigan. That's tough for me to say, but I live in reality. Pretty simple for me to say. Give me Michigan. Hard-hitting defense. God, that's a hard-hitting defense. I said Ohio State's looked vulnerable this year many times. Yeah, I have, I, I'm, I'm picking Michigan, but I do think Vegas is on to something with the line. I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, so all you Michigan fans run around talking about blowout. Just stop, please. Just be happy with the win. All right. Don't turn into Red Sox fans on me. Why couldn't we win our first World Series in fucking 80-some years on, like, a strikeout or something? Why did it have to be a bloop single to finish? Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Take the win. You won. Yeah. Yes. Be happy. We got TV, T, uh, TB12 putting shit in everybody's head. <laughs> Go back to tongue-kissing your kid and stop fucking getting a prediction <laughs> game. <laughs> Give a fuck if you are a Michigan man or not. Just stop. Just don't give them any bulletin board material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's it. It's the holiday show. If you want to call it? <laughs> if you want to call it that? Uh, yeah, this is just where we. Uh, it's. I guess we could talk about the college football ranking and all that crap next week, anyway. But. Uh, yeah, this is where I remind you we're at Sporty Podcast on Twitter, Sporty Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net is the email. It shows every Thursday after Thanksgiving, all that crap. See you next week. Later. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. 
Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.